Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back on this special edition of Revenge of the Pod. We're super excited to have you with us today, guys. Now, this time, it's an episode that's a little more regular. Our feature presentation is still going to be Cheers for Fears, but we're putting it together because spooky season is coming to an end. Sadly, it's coming to an end. And, (laughs) you know, we have to say our goodbyes. But spooky season is coming to an end. I hope you guys have an amazing Halloween. We're going to kick you off with one final Cheers for Fears episode, but it's going to be in our regular episode. Uh, We're going to do the our mine and jason's greatest horror films of all time and we'll tell you about those in a bit yo but, you know you know what's funny it finally started getting nice and cool here in arizona and i was like all right all right it's, it's feeling like fall uh it's <laughs> halloween's about to end but all right whatever you know it, it's it's nice out it's a little chilly in the morning now you have to kind of wear you have to wear like a little light jacket now uh just to get to my car and then uh Ah, it's just it's just nice. I was like, yes. Yeah, Winter's same. Coming. But by the middle of the day, for me, I'm like, I don't need a jacket. Oh yeah, jacket. same here, anymore. same here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but it barely got like that on Sunday for us, which was yesterday. Oh, last week is a little chilly. I actually needed a jacket this morning. Solid, no jacket needed. But let's get into it, Jason. What you been up to, man? You got any news? You got anything going on with your life? What's going on, man? No, not much, man. I uh, just hung out this weekend. Uh, it was a bummer. All my teams lost. Uh, and I'm talking about college football, NFL, the NBA. The Lakers are 0-3. Ooh. Texas Longhorns lost to OSU. Uh, the Broncos are just in shambles right now. It's just It was just a bunch of losses. And a couple of my fantasy teams uh, lost this weekend, too. So, well, if it makes you feel better, both my fantasy teams look like they're going to, well, they are going to lose. And, um, yeah, I am winless in, in my money league. So <laughs> I, I, I seen that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, dude. I, I beat Cole in that one. So that was cool. Uh, but the, the one that I'm like most worried about is my calendar league. And, um, after this weekend, I'm on a three game losing streak, but I was undefeated before that, so I'll, that'll make me four and three, which I'm still in the playoffs. So, just I just can't go on a losing streak any longer, right? So I don't want to be on the calendar again. That's that's, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, to our I listeners would imagine out there, so. <laughs> uh, to our listeners out there, if you get last place in that league, you have to do a calendar shoot. Uh, so it's twelve photos, one for every month, and we do it. Uh, we have themes for it. Um, I lost two years ago, and I did. Uh, it was blockbuster movies, so they were pretty hilarious. They're pretty hilarious, and and this year I didn't get last. Uh, a friend of ours, we did Disney, so that was fun, uh, and it's just kind of nice. Uh, just uh, it makes all everyone want to try because you don't want to get dead last. Because usually people like start to give up around this time and just not even pay attention to their teams. So this definitely puts attention to it, and like, hey. Yes, I'm a dead last, but I don't want to be dead, dead last, right? So, makes it fun. More yeah, well, I'm I'm still just trying to get a dub in my league, so. <laughs> but yeah, that was that. That's pretty much it, me for me, man. What What about you, man? What you uh, 
Anything exciting? I went to the movies, saw Black Adam this weekend. I'll tell you guys about that in a bit. Uh, That was pretty much it. The rest of the time, we just chilled. We fell asleep early almost every single night, except Sunday night. Who would have thought? Why? Just just because you just couldn't sleep or had guess Sunday night, it was like we were finally finishing up. Like, because Friday, Saturday, like we we hung out, we chilled, and then Sunday we'd like cleaned all day, and we were washing clothes and getting stuff ready. But we were doing it not like hustling. It was just like throughout the whole day, that's all we were doing. Mm. And so by the end of the night, it was just we had a lot to do. And so by the end of the night, I was just finishing up a few things here and there, and I took a shower and I shaved, I shaved. So I could be presentable, you know, and by that time it was like one in the morning. I was like, damn it. Every other day I fell asleep before 12 and now <laughs> so it's one in the morning. Wait, wait, wait. So if you fall asleep before midnight, that's early to you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. On Fridays and Saturdays, on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I know you guys go to sleep hella early. I don't understand it. I'm like, what? What happened to these guys? But it is what it is. I do have. You get older, man. Hey, man, I'm I'm a year older than you. I don't know. I, I do I do wake up early though to go do stuff. It just makes the day longer, so it feels kind of nice. See, that's that's cool. I tr- I do my best to not wake up early. If Katya doesn't wake me up, I'm like bed. Let's go sleep. See, no, I, <clears throat> I think why I wake up early is because throughout the week you wake up early, right? And then, like, I wake up before my alarm, like, almost all the time. So it still happens on the weekend. And I'm like, well, I'm up. Might as well just get up. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. I do not wake up on the weekends if my alarm's not on. Yeah, dude, it sucks, man. I'm just like, all right, well, I can't go back to sleep. So might as well just go about my day. I want to go back to sleep, but you're just, I'm just not tired anymore. So I'm just like, all right, well, let's just get our day started. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to get into one piece of news that I've got. So turns out, Jason, that they're making a Parasite series on HBO Max. It's going to be a six episode miniseries starring Mark Ruffalo. So you got to watch the Parasite movie because Bong Joon-ho is closely tied to it. I don't know if he's running it, but him and Adam McKay are the ones that are like in charge of the whole thing. Uh, Tilda Swinton was in it, but she had to exit because she had other engagements. Okay. So it's also got big names attached to it. I'm pretty excited, man. That show or that movie was amazing. And I'd love to see a six episode miniseries. Uh, it is not like a, it's not based on those characters. It's like based within that world, I guess. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And of course, HBO Max is getting it because, you know. So is it going to be in English then or is it going to be because if, if Mark Ruffalo starts in it, right? Stars in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that it's going to be in English. OK, interesting. Yeah. OK. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't really I'm have an opinion. It. I can't really be excited about it because I still haven't seen Parasite. I'm sorry, but I will. I will, though. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I swear. I swear right, well, one we'll of these see. days. That's what my that's what my daughter says all the time. She'll be like, "I will, I will." <laughs> like, all right, sure you will. <laughs> all right. As like shower, I will. Don't worry, I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, or like yeah. if you tell her not to do something, be like, "Hey, hey, 
don't don't you dare like jokingly obviously because if you mean it she'll stop be like don't you dare hit me she'll be like i will i will (laughs) (laughs) that's cute Uh, all right so last (laughs) thing from bong joon ho he's actually developing another show that's based on a novel called mickey seven and it's starring robert pattinson so we're gonna see a lot of uh, bong joon ho uh i liked his work so i'm ready to see that Cool, man. And uh, anything with Robert Pattinson, man, he's low key, you know, before Batman came out, he's been in good movies. Like if you look at some of the movies that he's been in after Twilight, right, he has a lot of where like he does some pretty good acting. He likes to play yes. weirdos, he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, like uh, his his range is pretty is pretty far out there. So I love it. Trailers for me this Friday. Uh, I talked about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to mention it again because it's this Friday. All Quiet on the Western Front, the adaptation of the German novel, which became a film, I think, in the 1930s or 40s, still considered one of the greatest war films of all time. It's getting a remake in full color, obviously, with the effects of nowadays. So I'm excited to see it. And it's going straight to Netflix. It's All Quiet on the Western Front. If you guys like war movies, I can almost guarantee that you're going to like this one. I'm ready to watch it. Uh, so I'm excited for that one, man. What's going on with you? You got something big for us. Yeah, man. You know, honestly, a war movie. Got to catch that oh, on Netflix, too. Free. Something uh, definitely to probably put on the list. A trailer came out. An actual trailer came out uh, today. Was it today? It was today, right? I think so, yeah. Or we just found out about it. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We finally got the first trailer for this film. What did, what did you think? Well, it's interesting. It looks like Kang. So Kang is obviously the antagonist in this trailer, guys. But he is pretending to be a friend of Ant-Man. They all get stuck in the quantum realm. And we see the world that Michelle Pfeiffer's character was living in is what I'm guessing, right? Yes. It, a whole different world. And you know what, man? It's, it's just kind of a... That's one thing... I. Quantum Realm, dope. I'm just kind of nervous about the whole CGI thing. Like, hopefully it's not, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, just not as disappointing as Thor, Love, and Thunder. You know what I mean? And some some episodes of uh, She-Hulk, too. They just yeah. didn't put the money in. Yeah, like, so I hope the CGI is, is better than those, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm kind of nervous about it. But it'd be kind of nice to see a whole new world of being like super super tiny right tell me it didn't give you like tva vibes tva time variance authority from loki yeah yeah oh oh that's right yeah that that's what it felt like it, it did yeah yeah but that also world that they having, were in, i was like huh those buildings look a lot but like having that. having king in there too you know what i mean oh man so i cannot wait to it see could be him a, in, a, in these films it could be a different variant of kane right because he said yeah, you can kill me now, but if you kill me and let the multiverse go, there's gonna be other conquer. There's gonna be other kings like me that aren't so nice. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this version so. of King is gonna be the conqueror for sure. You think or at so? Least, I think so. Yeah. If if not this one, we're gonna get multiple versions of King, and they're all gonna be extremely violent. Oh, <laughs> so. that that's what I want to bring up. Um, what what's that actor's name? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, bro. Dude, that Creed. guy three 
She looks like a monster. That's right, Creed Three. Dude, oh, he got man. so yoked for that film. Dude, he got a, my... he got big for that and for uh for Kang. for Kang. Like he's huge, dude. So ripped. I, I, dude, I started. I almost like I almost fainted. I was like, whoa! I got I got a little excited. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Yeah. Yo, you could you could rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he looks he looks good, man. Not gonna lie, like that's the biggest the, the biggest I've seen. A lot, uh, just a good actor, because usually if they get big and ripped like that, you know they're probably not like the best actors. Like, I would say The Rock is a pretty big ripped dude, not a great actor. But uh, you got to get ripped for those roles, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. But even at that, like the best... like Michael B. Jordan, you know, like he got ripped oh, for, ripped up for Touché. Creed, and he stayed that way. And, um, and Eric Killmonger, he was ripped for that one too. Yeah. So Jonathan Majors yeah. is like, all right, hold my beer. And he's <laughs> like, Dude, he looks so ripped. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. It's it looks unnatural. But nah, I, I mean, come on, all these actors <laughs> they're preparing for a role, bro. They they're taking substances. Let's let's not be yeah, that's probably true. Not beat around the bush here, you know. All right, but that's it for us, right? We've anything else? Creed Creed three. Ant Man, Quantumania, and All Quiet on the Western Front, guys. Excited for those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, I don't want another trailer to come out, but I'm just a little skeptical about the Ant Man movie. Although I did like the first one. The second was okay. I really liked the first one, actually. Very underrated film, in my opinion. Yeah, the second one, I was like, why did you even call it Ant Man and the Wasp? It wasn't. It didn't really have the Wasp at all in it. Like you should just said Ant Man too. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Because I like, I like, the wasp. yeah, I, I like, I like Wasp's character. I think him and her work well together, but like, then make the movie about them both. Uh, yeah, I, I feel that. Because I feel like this one also is going to be mostly him and his daughter and less Wasp, but we'll see. True that, true that. All right, man. Well, let's, let's hop into this TV land because we, we got some, we got some stuff to talk about. All right, Jason, hit us with uh, your rewatch. So I I just want I just wanted to give a shout out to it, you know, because sure. I mentioned it in our previous pod uh, for was it family friendly films? It was right. Yeah. For Halloween films, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, dude, came out the, the movie that came out in 1999. It still holds up, dude. It still holds up. It's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. Uh, Great there's movie, nothing dude. to say about that. It's fun. Oh, man. It's great for the family. I rewatched a uh, Happy Halloween Scooby Doo as well, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It was, uh, dude. I mean, I Shaggy watched it with and my Scooby daughter, were just hilarious in that film too. Yeah, they're they're good, man. I rewatched Nightmare Before Christmas as well. We watched quite a few family Halloween movies. We watched Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not a fan stuff. of the opera fan though. I too long. We we watched a good amount of it, but yeah, it it did it did seem like a pretty long film. It was one of Gabby's favorite films, though. She's gonna be like, "Dang, Jason, you disappointed me," because she said me and Jason watched a lot of the same things growing up. Ha! Not this one. <laughs> no, no, no. I saw it. I just wasn't a fan of it. It was just it was just it ran long for me, and it was just kind of like <clears throat> it dragged from 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 my perspective as a kid. I haven't watched it since because. Why watch it if you don't like it the first time? You know what I'm saying? 
I want to see the black and white version. I saw parts of the color version yesterday, obviously, but I didn't watch the whole thing because we were doing. So. Ah, that's what I saw first. So the is the black version? and white version? No, oh, yeah, the really? colored version. Yeah. So wait, have you seen the black and white one or not? I don't know. I'm gonna check that one out because that one's rated super high. Okay, so I want to see that. And I, I, there was a special. So it is now part of my private collection, along with all the classic monster films. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our next thing. All right, guys. So joining us for the She-Hulk finale talk is the one, the only, my lovely wife, Gabby. Say, say hello to everyone, Gabby. Hello. So What's up, Gabby? Hi. Yeah, so she wanted to join us for She-Hulk finale because she was a pretty big fan. And uh, I thought she'd give us some good perspective on the episode and the show as a whole. So we haven't talked She-Hulk in a while, guys. In fact, I don't think we've talked about She-Hulk since the big episode eight reveal. Is that right, Jason? No, we talked about. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about episode eight and nine, right? So the last the final two episodes. Yeah, Yeah, so we've got some stuff. First off, the entire episode with. Uh, Daredevil was fantastic. Probably my favorite episode. I'll yeah, I can't lie. Like it was so fun to watch them together. It was like it was the power couple I didn't know I needed. You know what I mean? You know what? I was nervous for that episode only because the Netflix Daredevil series was so dark, right? And like, how is this gonna how's this gonna work? You know? I know, and then they oh, got me. You motherfucker, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it worked. I thought it was awesome, man. He did a great job of being a very uh, leaning into her. It's her show, right? Mm-hmm. It's She Hulk show, and really leaning into the, the the comedy side. But also, we got a little bit of comedy too when uh, he, he made his first appearance on um, Spider Man No Way Home, right? Where he catches the brick when the brick yeah. comes in, and <laughs> Spider Man's like, "How did you see that?" Right, he's like, I'm a really, really good, good lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> so that was awesome. Just like, just seeing him in the new suit and just the way they did it too to introduce him. Right, um, She Hulk's getting sued by, no, no, no. There's this superhero villain, right? Uh, vigilante, actually. He's what a C tier hero, maybe. Oh the God. only, re- yeah, the only reason he's like. <laughs> I think the only reason like he was a hero is because he had he was made of money and he just wants to be doing stuff because being a hero is like super popular right now. Turns out this guy's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has a suit that made the that was made from the same tailor as She Hulk's tailor, and it's defective in the big right in the beginning of the of the of the, of the film, not film, sorry, of the show. So he decides to sue the tailor and. Turns out that uh, he is represented by She-Hulk's company. So she has to represent him. And she's like, oh, I can't do that. Because if I do that, then Taylor's going to be pissed at me. And like, what do I do? And it's like, it's your job. That's what you have to do. I'm sorry. Like, And it sucks. I just realized that as a lawyer, that happens in real life. You're like, oh, yeah. oh yo, man, I have to represent this person. And even though this person definitely did it you still have to go out and do a job and try to develop a fair case for that person, even though it doesn't matter how shitty they are. You just have to do it. Her boss also seemed to like not give a shit about anything in her personal life. Yeah, she did not. It was like, Uh, you were a show for me. You got to run the show, run it. 
Uh, dude, it was it was crazy. So we get to the court. She thinks she has this in the bag for for this person. And, and someone Murdoch walks in and is representing uh the who is he representing? Oh, oh the tailor. The yeah, tailor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he re- he's representing the tailor. But somehow, you know, um Jennifer Walters is a good lawyer was able to win the case for him because of some reason we later found out is is that what happened? I can't remember now. It was such a while it was such a while ago. Um she ended up winning the case, right? Um I thought I'm not sure. I thought no, I, she lost the case because they found yeah, out it was a defective freaking jet fuel. He yeah, put he jet, jet fuel in that shit. That guy kidnaps the tailor. There we go. That's what happens. And damn, I you, you gotta take the lead from here, man, because I'm drawing blanks right now. No, it's cool. So I'm I'm gonna speed it a little bit. So go at ahead. this point. They, they, you already see a little bit of chemistry between them just as lawyers. Like, there's a scene with them kind of like they're talking shop at the bar, but also slightly flirting. Like, there's chemistry, you see it. Oh, and yeah. respect, and yeah, respect. out of respect, it's like, yeah, hey, good case. Like, it was like, yeah, you almost had me there. I was like, yeah, that guy's an idiot. I didn't want to represent him, whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that and was like, yeah. and then at some point. Uh, one thing leads to another, guys. You can fill in the details, but she ends up finding out that Daredevil is actually trying to stop this guy because he's kidnapped the tailor, right? And so she turns and she puts on her purple suit, which pretty badass. I don't know the the suit. The suit reveal was solid. What did you guys think? Yeah, just a classic uh, comic book suit that we we were wanting, right? Because we got a teaser to it. It's like. Oh, here are your suits, girl. But by the way, I also made this for you. So it was a nice reveal for us, you know? What did you think of the suit, babe? I don't know. I kind of missed the the boxy suit. Get out of here. (laughs) What happened to the gray suit? suit? (laughs) Oh, The boxy gray suit. The first one that she wore, the big and tall men's one. You're insane. You wanted her fight crime in a suit? Yeah, looking like yeah. a like, <laughs> like you, a, she played like the a boss NFL. Ass bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I and I, I liked um, the whole fight scene between them because it was kind of like pulled back a little bit, but mm-hmm. also like don't make me do it. But they were both like, uh, you don't make me do it, and it was like a little flirty, but again, just so much good chemistry. Yeah, I liked it. It almost made me be like. Charlie Cox, Tatiana Maslany, real life? No, no, it's just right. It's just so. Then they get to the warehouse, and Daredevil's like, "Look, I've done this a million times." She's like, "So th- that's that's uh, th- let me just do my thing." He's like, "You don't have a thing. You're you yeah. you've never done this before. Let me do my thing." I was like, "I'm so, going in stealth mode." Yeah, and he goes in. <laughs> But Hulk He's doesn't do the that. whole. Yeah, he does the whole fight scene, or about to do the whole fight scene in the hall, which is a good homage to like the old show where he would do those yes. kinds of scenes all the time. Yeah, it's like oh, but we're I, in for a dope ass scene right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I found it hilarious. She just drops in. <laughs> it's like no, I'm interrupting your whole thing. <laughs> and she's like, "See, smash." I mean, it took too long. <laughs> it took yeah, too long. Exactly. Well, why? I think that's funny because like. They were kind of like hyping us up as fans, right? Daredevil fans are like, 
no, 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 you're not getting this yet. You're going to get this when he comes out with his own In movie or show. Again series? Ooh, yes, exactly. Man, I'm so ready for it. It was a nice little teaser for us. Um, hey, which reminds me, what did you guys think of the golden, uh, golden blackish red, right? Like it wasn't fully black. It was like a blackish red. Yeah, dude, I, I, I messed with it. I, I didn't, I don't mind it. Although could it be darker, right? Since he's a stealth guy, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. I was like, that's that's a exactly me, what but... I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't okay. get me wrong. I did like it. Pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but felt it... like they could darken it just a bit. Like, that's... If he's supposed to be stealth, like, you're going to see it. He looks like one of those fucking crosswalk people a little bit now. But he has that costume in the in, in the, the comics, comics right? His, I think it's his he original does. costume. Yeah. yeah, his original one. And they wanted to kind of, like, pay homage to that. Of course they did. I, I feel like they tried darkening it up as mm. much as they could, but mm. still paying homage to it, so... It's okay, you know. Like I, I don't hate it by all means. I and they just, kept uh, the helmet design, which is, I'm glad they didn't change the helmet design because I thought it was perfect. Oh yeah, the helmet design was flawless. Yeah, I agree, one thousand percent. Get to the warehouse. They save the guy. She pretty much tells the other dude, "You're a piece of crap." Mm-hmm. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and then let's just let's jump straight into. They end up uh, hooking up. I Having was a little... so excited. <laughs> a nice little nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it Gabby, was, it was tell me, building. tell me you don't like this part, right? They're like, all right, well, when you be back? I was like, yeah, I'll be back again someday. <laughs> and then he leaves. Obviously, he stays the night and he leaves in the morning, but he's doing the walk of shame Stop in his boy. suit. <laughs> that was like my favorite scene. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Our first MCU walk of That's shame. That's what I was. Well, I mean, it's like kind of Disney MCU is at the first pretty much sex scene. Oh yeah. Um, Well, no Eternals. Okay, but like, but like, (laughs) like you know what I mean? Like one where they actually had chemistry and didn't look like they hated the whole scene. Like a believable one. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, probably right because it's a it's a kid friendly series, right? MCU is kid friendly, so they don't have much sex scenes out there. I feel like She Hulk is. I mean, it's borderline not like I wouldn't. I wouldn't rate it PG. Like it'd be a PG thirteen show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think they did that. I mean, as weird as that sounds, they did that. I think they did that sex scene well because it was like just enough, but like not vulgar enough to be like, oh my gosh, got to turn off the TV. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. where it was just like, okay, we got the idea. Yeah, like yeah, you know where true. this is going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then in the morning right he does the walk of shame and then her best friend comes up is like girl you would not believe what i just saw i saw a dude dressed up as a devil doing the walk of shame she gives her that look is like oh that was you he's like yeah that was me that was, that's a that good was thing daredevil. She's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so yeah great. all in all fun episode a lot of action hilarious uh well it just leads kind us of... into the the next episode they get ready they go to this oh, gala right. and she's in her infamous silver outfit, which is part of the Hellfire Gala cover art that they've done before. Mm-hmm. She always she always has an awesome outfit, and that's one of them. And sure enough, at the gala, they show the scene of her and Jake. Jake filmed himself sleeping with her and shows the whole gala room. And she babe, gets... babe, what it what it what? How did that whole scene uh, hit hit you? Well, that's what literally at the very end, it just gave me it gave me body chills because like I don't I mean, I, I guess you could say that for any person not trying to get like super political here or anything. But just as a woman to know that you have 
your nudes leaked or your tapes leaked. It's just so to see She-Hulk being like this such a strong, you know, female character and then made her like made her just so tiny and vulnerable that I was like, damn, not even She-Hulk is safe. Like it just felt so bad. And I didn't mean Luigi can say it because I was just like, no, I can't believe this happened. And I was just I was so devastated that I was I felt ugly after and I was like that's just the worst feeling in the world male or woman like that's it it was just so real but also it's she-hulk so you're kind of like how is this how How could it have happened to her yeah Yeah. it was weird. yeah but there it is man that's like of course the bigger you are the more people that want to take you down and sure enough there were there's a whole group of people dedicated to trying to bring her down and that's what brings us into the next episode, right? She loses her shit. She destroys the TVs in the gala. She actually hulks out. We see her hulk out, which I was she hulks excited out. about. And people but got I also scared. Felt bad for her. Yeah, well, you know, Hulk yeah. is scary. Did did Jamie watch this with you? Yes. Oh yeah, we watched she uh, say? all the episode. Uh about that episode? Yeah, the ending of that one. Um, she just kind of was just like, Yeah, no, I felt that. And I, I, I do feel that too, because if you think about it, I think it was just kind of um the the more famous you get right people just want to leak all your stuff it mm-hmm. just kind of makes you think about about celebrities that ha- that has happened to right right you, your information gets leaked out then you're just like Dude, i can't really imagine how you feel you, it's happened to guys but like guys like they don't care you know like the tommy yeah. lee and pam things pam situation it was uh, bigger guys, for did, Pamela Anderson than it was for yeah. tommy lee for sure exactly did you guys watch the uh the pam and tommy series on hulu no, no oh. it looks good though. I, f- the girl that pays uh, plays Pamela does very, yeah, Lily James. She did a phenomenal job, but like the moment that she knew that her stuff got leaked and how it affected her in the show, I felt very similar vibes to this episode. Oh no! So, uh, great watch. Um, it's rated R, so probably don't watch it with Katya. Dang it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I hear there's a point where uh, Tommy Lee's penis talks to him. So yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. not gonna. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like a surreal it... scene. I think he's oh. probably on drugs or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually he, he said in one of his memoirs that he was talking to his penis at one point when he was getting ready to sleep with Pamela Anderson for the first time. Uh, <laughs> Pep talks. Don't yeah, it was most little... guys do that or no? What? No. <laughs> Listen, you got this. All right. I'm trying to think. It's like, no, no. Wait, what? I'm trying to think. It's like, no, I don't think I have. So, the final episode, uh, we're trying to find out who leaked these videos. She gets fired for throwing a Hulk tantrum because it scared everyone. And unfortunately, it was caught on camera. Yeah. So she gets let go and everything looks like it's in shambles for her. And it's just like, you feel for her. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it's like, yo, I need to find out who's leaking these videos, right? Yeah, and she sets out on a mission, man. She is trying to figure out who Hulk King is. And wait, at, at, did I'm y'all, sorry, d- I'm sorry, just real quick. Jason, did you guess who Hulk King was? Because I know like in previous episodes, you guys said that you and Jamie like to guess who it is. Oh yeah, no. Um, I didn't. I was not expecting that person to be Hulk King, okay. to be honest. Okay. Uh, he I was really one of the people that we bigger. talked about. 
I yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't guess it right. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to know if y'all guessed it right. Who was, who was your, who, who were you thinking? Well, we talked about several different people, and and Todd, who who it ends up being, is one of them. But we were also wondering, could it possibly be uh, what's his name, Abomination? But then I was like, no, not sure if it would be Abomination. Todd made a lot of sense. We were wondering if Jake himself is Hulk King. Um. Who else? I think that was it, right? Those were the those were the main ones that we thought of. Yeah. And I, so, I, I didn't think it was going to be people that were just flat out just not liking She-Hulk. I thought it was going to be like some bigger company that was trying to get her serum. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that's another one. So, the, the guy that uh, gets his brain enlarged in the Hulk. What's his name? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. Uh, Mr. Green. Dr. Green. Is that what his no, name is? Dr. Blue. Dr. Blue, I'm sorry. And then is he gets turned into the leader, right? That's his his villain name, the like, leader. Yeah, yeah, like his brain oh, starts like kind of developing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, honestly, that's what I was thinking, but in my head, uh, I didn't tell Jamie about that because I don't think she's seen that movie, so I didn't want to like have to pause it and like explain it to her. <laughs> Be like, listen, so there's this it. guy. <laughs> yeah, from this old movie uh, back in 2008, um, you know, I didn't want to get all into that. I just had that in my my head. I was like, "Whoa, that'd be kind of sweet if they brought that character in." I mean, that would have um, worked because the whole lab thing would have made sense. But Todd clearly was also very rich. That's yeah. what threw Jake out of the line for me because I was like, "Where would he get that money, though? Is there something we don't know about him?" But right, anyway, right. So she's having a hard time, and she's like, "You know what? I need to take a break from all this. Get away." So she goes to Abomination's retreat, and lo and behold. They are having a seminar for all the She-Hulk haters there, and uh, they're all there trying to take her. They're they're celebrating their efforts at taking her down. So at this point, she doesn't know this yet, and she's just hanging out at the retreat. But her friend, gosh, I forget her name. The best friend is also trying to track these people down, and then she found them. Yeah, and enlists that guy. God, I can't. Which remember. I love his character, by the way. Pug, I, right? His yes. name's Pug. Yeah, yeah, I love him, and I love that he's so. He's got She Hulk's back. Yeah, he's he's got. You know what I mean? It's like a guy that's through. got a girl's back, and I, yeah. I hate that they always use girls. Which I don't hate it. I love you know. Well, that's women the thing. If, it, if it's but... if it's male to female, they always want to try to make it like a love interest. Yeah, right? I love that they didn't do that. I'm like, it wasn't yeah. like it was just a work friend. That... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, like so it was nice. But like he's like clueless. He's like, oh, okay, like what do I do? <laughs> yeah, and he was so unhappy to be there. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to be there, and just oh, well, the, Jamie loved this part of just um, he he goes in there undercover using an AirPod or right, it's an AirPod, right? It's like yeah, just yeah. put one AirPod. Like a bunch of douchebag guys do that shit uh, in public spaces, and so it's it's her, it's uh, Jennifer Walters' best friend just in his ears, like yeah, yes, yeah, just say this say all this stuff and it's like oh don't forget to call women females females and just, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny did you like that part because jamie fucking absolutely love that it's like oh my god there's some oh, guys yeah. that say that shit that actually pisses me off yeah it was it was so spot on this just that's this funny. whole show is just trolls people so much where i'm like god y'all hit it just right it was very predictive. it was <laughs> yeah. so because like I mean, this show was written two years ago, right? It shocks me how predictive it was about the reaction to the show, good and bad. Yeah. Like even like, yeah. 
oh we have wong so we've got uh we've got twitter armor for the next episode <laughs> same thing with uh with uh, daredevil they're like this guy's doing it for me right is it just me we're like yeah no we all love him we all love him so it's funny that they're just so self-aware and i mean the show itself is very meta right but it's crazy how predictive they were of all of those different things. Yeah, that that female line, just calling females. I was like, oh my god. And then he That's does so it. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's crazy because you definitely run into people like that. That just really shitty people, and kind of just shows the whole trope of everything. Just they're just making fun of it. Just kind of nice. Yeah, and you guys get to see what uh, females females women go through every day might have said that on purpose but <laughs> I, I, I told I, I did tell jamie it's like i wish you had told me that because now i'm gonna just like oh this female right here you know <laughs> as a joke not meaning it but you know what i mean just so. to mess with her <laughs> yeah no absolutely I'm gonna be doing that myself. Yeah, well, yeah, he already does it though. He'll just be like, "Hey, woman," but I think it's so funny. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Whatever you just said, I'm not doing it. But, but it's really funny that you said that. Time. She laughs every single time. How can I not do it? All right. Oh man, hilarious. So, so this is where the show takes a crazy turn, though, because all of a sudden, oh yeah, she busts in because uh, she's looking for abomination, and he's actually doing like a. Like a speech, they hired him to do a speech. He doesn't really know what's going on, and then he kind of starts figuring it out as she comes in, and re- he realizes, "Oh, they all hate her." Okay, and so that happens, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> what is it? Titania breaks in, mm-hmm. and she's trying to fight them. And then Todd ha- somehow got a hold of her blood and made a serum, and turns into a bro Hulk. <laughs> Come at me, bro! I loved that. I didn't. I thought it was so funny. I didn't I like that, dude. The cat. That's hilarious. If it had been like, and we'll talk about this right now. If it had been the actual plot line, no, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, I was and like, then... what? No, what about the whole blood thing? It's only for right. certain people. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Everybody gets to be Hulk. No, 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 no. And then uh, Bruce Banner jumps in. in and he starts fighting Abomination, and She Hulk just pauses everything. And she's like, guys, is this what you really want? Do we want all of this right now? And it's true. It was like all these different plot lines that didn't really work together suddenly crashing into each other at the end. And she's like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So she literally breaks into the TV and goes into the Disney, Disney Plus app. And she goes to Marvel Assembled so she can go to the studios, fights her way into the writer's room and tells them, like, what the hell is going on? And they're like, well, it's coming from Kevin. So she goes to Kevin. Yeah, it's like, you're going to have to take it up with Kevin. He's like, who the heck is Kevin? It's like, Kevin oversees everything. And obviously, obviously they're alluding to Kevin Feige, right? All right. So we're thinking he's gonna, she's going to go talk to Kevin Feige. And it turns out, <laughs> yeah. what does it turn out to be, Luigi? And a fucking robot AI. I fucking loved that. That it was just a robot AI. Yeah, what Kevin a, was clown move. acronym for something, right? I, I forgot what it was. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna worry too much about that. But the whole idea was it was this bot that predicts uh what what people are gonna want to see, right? And 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 I loved it because it plays on how Marvel does do like it they have a formula, right? All they the have tropes, a very yeah. clear formula, and there are very specific tropes to Marvel. And she calls it and I love how Tatiana Maslani is like, and not only that. We're the X Men, and then she turns to the yeah. screen. And she's like, eh? 
Yeah, yeah she's a wink. She's like, I got you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, the whole thing was great because I felt like she was speaking as a fan to to the robot. Like, hey, we want other things too, which is true. Like, as a Marvel fan, you do want different types of things, which I, I think you can. I well, you and I can agree, Jason. Werewolf by Night is a great example of how they don't completely follow that that specific and, formula. Yeah, and they didn't need to. Well, so just like how we felt about Werewolf by Night. Um, I, I can definitely attest to Jamie on this one. She really loved this one. I was like, it was just kind of nice not just having a plot with a villain and just like fighting scenes. Like it was just nice and comedic and just like kind of being her voice. No, I want to say voice heard, but just like it was just kind of. I, I've been making her watch all the MCU stuff just because she wants to. She wants to get into it and she really enjoyed this. And it was just like, it was just kind of a nice touch. MCU can be different. It doesn't have to all be the same. You know, that there's this, it, it, and that's how what comics were made for, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you really think about it, yo, if you like this, if you like dark comics in MCU, you, you got Blade, you got, you got all this stuff. You, got, you, you want comedy, you got, you got She-Hulk, you got Deadpool, uh, Deadpool right? And you, if you want action-packed, you got Thor, you, all this stuff. Like, it, it's all different, and it's made for different readers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's... I feel like what they're doing right now is great. Yeah, you're probably getting a lot of backlash, but like again, the MCU formula, in my opinion, like Thor: Love and Thunder, it's it's getting played out, dude. Yeah, and that's the thing, so, right? Even Thor: Love and Thunder like played to a specific audience because I felt like it played for kids. To, I think kids, kids are gonna love it. Yeah, like yeah, that's you're that, right. That movie is for kids. Like I feel like I don't know if I've said this. I did right. Like it, kids yeah, when they grow up later are going to love that movie. They're going to be like, oh, I remember seeing that with my parents as a kid. How, right? I've, how we felt about Power Rangers. Yes. And then the yeah. same thing with uh, with Ms. Marvel. Listen, I wasn't a fan. Not going to lie. Like, I won't rewatch it. Wasn't my jam. There were some things that I really loved about the show, but it was caught up in being like a teen show. And that's not my jam. But a lot of people love teen shows. Yeah. 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 1,000%. Um, and that's just, this is just another one to this was just another show to reach out to different audience members and try to pull them in. World by night though. They got my number on that one. They got my horror number on that one. (laughs) I thought it was great. What'd you think about that one, Gabby? Um, Or did you not watch it? Oh, World by by night. Oh, it was so cool, but I really like dark stuff. Like that's usually my go-to. So she's with me on that one. Yeah. So that was definitely your jam, huh? Oh yeah. I I had her watch blade for the first time and blade two. Loved yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't yeah. grow up with it, but then. Uh, I, like, so you didn't show her Blade Three just because you know not to. Yeah, I've never seen Blade <laughs> Trinity either. I've actually don't even don't it. even bother. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it too. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, but he didn't get along with uh, Wesley Snipes, and you can. Mm. Oh, Jessica Biel was in that one too. Well, I heard Wesley Snipes in the third one refused to be referred by anything else as Blade. Oh, yeah, sounds dude, like yeah, Miller yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little exactly. intense. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, with this altar and shit. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's so weird. And overall thoughts on uh, on She-Hulk? Oh, yeah, Abby, let's finish that what up. Did, what, yeah, on, what, did you, what did you right. like? What, did, what didn't you like? Um, um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, I think that it was like a really good, um, I guess, way to get the female audience. I know I had talked to Luigi about it. Females. Yeah. Sorry. Females. <laughs> Look, I'm just, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to say women because, you know, 
Well, they yeah, made no, it for, I think they made the it for women, but sense. they wanted everyone to see it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And I think I was Taylor Drew went to like a girls' night with some friends and family, and it was just, I mean, we it came up, and it was just an array of different women who had were fans to not knowing anything about it, and we all said we were going to watch it for one reason or another. So I know that three women out of the five that were there. Uh, have aren't really well they don't watch marvel stuff they just don't want it and um they were like yeah i'm gonna watch it because one of them she's like my best friend she's like in law school and she's like i'm gonna watch it because she's a lawyer like hell yeah and the other one was like you know and it just seems kind of boring but this one kind of looks like sitcom and i love sitcoms they're my comfort thing and i'm like yes this is exactly what it was for yeah and i'm happy that they got some some love for it and i just love that it was so they trolled on people at the absolutely perfect times, which is funny to Avengers. me. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I all one of the other things is that I love that she had a girl best friend, but also the men like in the were very supportive. I mean, some were trash, but there was a lot, a lot of, of support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot of supportive ones, like the whole group. Her dad was amazing. Yeah, like dad was amazing. Group. The yeah. support group. I was like, yes, she has a Bug. whole bunch of men supporting her, and I'm like, good because it's not usually like that. And I know there's a lot of good guys out there, like you guys, yeah. that support women. Even Bruce, I mean, he supported yeah. her. He just really, I think he was in his own feels because he was like, this is so much easier for you than it was for me, and I thought yeah. we could go through this together. Yeah. But yeah. she had her own journey. So I think even Bruce, like, I would count him in that group. Yeah. I just yeah. Love well, Daryl. I mean, the way he grew up, it was just kind of like, I just don't want you to go to the same thing that I was going through. But like you said, everyone has a different journey. So what did what did you think of it, Jason? Um, I did like it. I, I did kind of wish it leaned more into the sitcom part. I could see that. Uh, yeah. I, I was telling Luigi's like, in the oh, final episode? It. Yeah, see, like, I loved when they broke the fourth wall. I just loved when she kept breaking the fourth wall. I was like, give me a little bit more of that. Just, like, a little bit. Not a lot more, but, like, mm-hmm. a little bit more and then just lean a little bit more sitcomish. Sitcomish? Is that is that even a word? I don't know if it is or I'm not. I'm pretty sure it is. We're going to make it a I'm word. I'm pretty sure it is. But those were, like, my favorite parts of the show. I was like, oh, yeah, just lean more into this. Like, I don't need the action uh, if you can do it right. And there were some moments where I thought it would just, just hit so well. I told Luigi that it would be nice to get an episode after every movie that comes out, kind of like intertwining to the yeah, movie we with, yeah, being a lawyer kind of thing. That'd be, Ooh. that would be kind of sweet. Like, like a little skit, like a little five minute skit. It would be, like, a, it would, remember we were saying it should, they should do like a She-Hulk special. We talked about it in yeah. uh, some of the, one of the other episodes. It yeah. would be really cool to tie it in because a lot of those episodes felt like they could tie into different things that they were doing in phase four. I'm like, you should release these as specials as well. Like uh, even if it's just a 30 minute She-Hulk special Mm -hmm. related to the movie. Yeah. Kind of like maybe she's having to deal with all the damage that's happening around New York because all this thing's getting destroyed and people are going to sue superheroes for that. Right. So she has to represent, well, Iron Man's dead, but like maybe (laughs) Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like it's just, uh, well, that was super... the thing. They wanted to use Spider-Man in the show, but he was off. Oh, you can't sell me. That's Sony. right. Yeah, Sony. 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 Yeah. But yeah, things like that would be great. Like, that'd be that'd be cool if it was just, like, year-round and maybe announce, like, little things, little teasers. That'd be cool. Uh, but that that's just a thought that Luigi and I had. That would be uh, good. Other, other than that, I'm, they, they said they were going to do a season two, so I'm excited for that. 
um, I'm definitely going to watch again. So hopefully. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't like was at the end, guys, spoiler alert, <laughs> Hulk's mm-hmm. son is shown. Star. Oh my gosh, yeah. Star. And I'm just kind of nervous about that because it, I feel like it kind of messes with the whole World War Hulk, Planet Hulk situation, which is a lot darker than it was kind of intended to be. Uh, based off that one little cameo, I'm just kind of like... Oh man, I hope they don't like what's it called? Um water it down. Water it down. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm nervous about, but so we'll what see. I'm hearing a little bit is like that this is going to like it's it's laying the seeds for World War Hulk, but I'm wondering what that's going to look like for sure. Cuz either way they're going to have to I don't know if it's like his son dies or they think his son dies or if they end up going back to uh Sakar for any other reason. But him going there tells us, one, we have another young Avenger. Uh, and two, that they could definitely be setting up World War Hulk. Uh, who knows how they're going to do it, but it I mean, the signs are there. I mean, as long as they don't do it like Thor. Love and Thunder, like, where like they Jane make Foster. three movies in oh, yeah. one, and then they yeah. ruin the three storylines yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it has to be his own thing, and yeah. it's going to have to take some time. But we'll see. I talked a lot of trash when Luigi said that. He's like, maybe it'll be World War. I was like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. That's way too much information. And then sure as shit, what happens at the end of the episode? And I was like, I'm sorry, you were right. Okay, maybe maybe you're right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see again. That's what makes me nervous. I'm like, are they going to try and cram it into one movie? If so, I don't think it's going to be good. So, well, I think by that time, they might actually get the rights back to make a Hulk movie, which is why they're trying to do that now because they've been. Those rights have been held on to, but I think by Universal for like all over ten years now. I think they yeah. had the rights for fifteen years, so those those rights are going to run out soon. Mm. Uh, hopefully, man. Hopefully, because believe it when I see it. <laughs> I just want to get. I just want them to get it right. You know. So yeah, me too. So quick question: So if um after She Hulk and then like calling out all the tropes and like pretty much the Marvel Disney formula. Mm-hmm. How do you guys think it's going to go after being that they had called themselves out on their shit? <laughs> I think Marvel's in a, I mean, Marvel's not in trouble, but they're definitely like in a weird place where they're self-aware. So they have to address it in some way. But I don't think they're going to fully abandon the formula. The formula works with certain things. I just think that they do need to expand uh, and do different things. That's why certain movies that weren't exactly the same formula worked so well. But then you look at like Spider-Man No Way Home. That's definitely a Marvel formula film Mm -hmm. and it it works on every level. Like I want to watch that movie again just talking about it right now. I want to watch that right now too. (laughs) But then, Um, I mean, you look at some of the projects that we were talking about. As much as WandaVision was amazing. Moon Moon Knight, Loki. With as much as people didn't like it as well, I think it's still a pretty solid movie was Eternals. Like, it didn't follow the same exact formula. It still had a typical bad guy that didn't really need to be there, but it didn't follow the same exact formula. It was more so about the Eternals figuring out their own place within the world of man. And that was that was a cool storyline. Yeah, man. It was I was just experimenting lo- with these new things. I low-key liked it. Like, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. I liked it more than Love and Thunder. I'll say that. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. I know it's a low bar. <laughs> no, I, I think they're like 
Oh, you didn't equal. you didn't enjoy Eternals that much either. Well, I mean, I didn't think they were either. Were like it was a little bit of a miss for both of me, or both for those for me. Okay, was awkward okay. saying it, but you know. Um, but at least Thor was a little fun. You know what I mean. That's the true. other one. I was kind of falling asleep in some of it. Oh, so it, does, it drags in some cases. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see. That. I feel that. No, what yeah, do you that's think, Jason? Um, about the whole formula. Again, I'm just kind of. Uh, well, I was telling Luigi before you hopped on um, the CGI. There, there was a new trailer that came out for Ant Man, mm-hmm. and they're trying to—I don't know—they're trying to show like all this a whole new world to us. But if the CGI is going to be anything like it was for like Thor: Love and Thunder and some moments in She Hulk, mm-hmm. I'm kind of nervous about it. And I, I, I'm all for them recognizing. That their formula, like, all right, we got to change some stuff. Because, again, there's a lot of moments that I love from a bunch of stuff that's been coming out. Like like I said, WandaVision, uh, Loki. Like, it's all different. So I wouldn't mind different stuff. But, yeah, I wouldn't say completely leave the formula. There's some stuff that actually need it, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they've been so successful like, for 10 yeah, years, right? Yeah, I'm 50-50 yeah. on it. I, I think... I, I stand by it. Like it works in some cases, but yeah. it doesn't have to be the end all be all for MCU. Yeah. Not all characters require that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I'm going to do a quick review of black Adam and then Gabby's going to leave us sadly, Sorry. but let's get into it. So we went and saw black Adam this weekend, Jason. I know you Not haven't you. seen it yet. Yeah. There were some pretty cool things about that movie. Yeah. I would say, I think the fight scenes, well, really, really good. Well, before you before you go on, before you give me your opinion on this, Jermaine and Eric uh, <laughs> have been on this episode, so shout out to them. Had an opinion about it too, and they really loved it. Eric is definitely a prisoner of the moment, I think, sometimes, and he said it was one of the best DCU movies he's ever seen. Wow. Like more than Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Well, that, that's Batman what he said movies? in his text messages, right? Like he said, oh, like, yeah, 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 this right. was phenomenal. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, this was phenomenal. All right. But carry on. So now I'm going to say opinion on it. Uh, he said it was great. Um, but Jermaine, Jermaine enjoys movies. He loves blockbuster movies. And mm. what I like about Jermaine is he's like, I know what I'm going in for in this movie. I know the character. He's a very huge nerd, just like Luigi. I'd say you guys are a little bit more nerdy than I am for sure. <laughs> and you guys know more of these characters than I do. So when he goes in, he's like, I know I'm I'm just going in to be entertained. And I love that about Jermaine for sure. Cool. Like when he goes into movies, like I just want to be entertained. I don't care if the script was bad. Like, am I getting what I need out of this film? Is what he always tells himself. And he got what he needed out of this film, apparently. So that being said, go ahead, take it, Luigi. Take and it, Gabby. Luigi. All right, so I mean, I thought the fight scenes. I will agree, the fight scenes they are up to par with any fight scene, really that I've seen in pretty much any of the superhero films. Right, like the Hawkman Black Adam fight scenes were great. The main villain fight scene was great. The slow motion fight scenes, which there were more than one, and they looked fantastic. Yeah, especially the first one when Black Adam is going through the that paramilitary group. Mm. really cool to watch and look listen before i say this i understand that it is the rock but i didn't love the way he portrayed the 
character in the movie as much as I would have hoped. Mm. I thought some of his, I thought some of his jokes landed, but it felt like it wasn't. So the rock is good at playing the rock. If that makes sense. That's what I was going to ask. Like, was he just playing the rock? No, no, he was trying to play more of a, more of a serious role. And I'm not going to lie. I think it would have served him a little bit better. I know that black Adam is more of a well-spoken character, Mm-hmm. So that might be part of why he he was more specific, and he obviously like played on the idea that he was a man out of time, right? Like he was learning all these new phrases, and that's very much for the kids, which is great. But there were moments where I was like, I hate to say this, but I kind of wish you were more Hobbs and Shaw than than really? you're being right now. Yeah, like I needed a little more, a little more of the Rock in there because the character was falling flat for me. And I don't know if that's the comic character because I don't know enough about Black Adam, but he strikes me as like kind of a son of a bitch, and that's what I see. I, that's what I see his his Fast and Furious character. Yeah, like, like a, a son of like a bitch, a, like a dark protagonist. Yeah, yeah, and and there were moments where I was like, I don't love that. I'm not saying that I hate the movie, by the way. I would still give it like a six point oh. Oh, yeah, it's a six for me. Like I enjoyed watching the movie. I had fun with it. I would watch it again. Um, I liked his suit. I I just felt like at times it was just, it didn't feel natural. And then there were scenes where the humor, even with other characters, felt a bit forced. And I was like, ah, some of this feels out of place because they're trying to make a dark movie, but they're throwing in almost like Marvel-style humor in random places, but it doesn't land as well as I would like it to. Now, that being said, there are moments where the humor lands really, really well. I think there were moments, for example, where I thought the uncle character, there's an uncle in there. A lot of his lines were solid. They didn't make me ha ha laugh, but I was like, ah, oh, this is well placed. There were other times where some of the humor just, it, it didn't hit for me. Uh, what did you think? Kenny? I liked it. I actually, I had really low expectations. Like I was excited because it's the rock. Yeah. Um, and I love him, but I thought he was going to do the rock. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Hart so does heard. Kevin Hart. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, y'all talk about Ana de Armas and Doja Moving Cat. Anyways, oh anyways. Idris Elba. I heard I'm not allowed to talk about him in front of you. Oh, well. All right. Anyways. Well, anyways, so um, the rock. I thought he was going to do The Rock, just like Kevin Hart does Kevin Hart. And to me, I I was getting kind of played out by them, like by that portrayal that they always do. And he didn't, which I could see how it landed flat for Luigi. I actually was surprised because I was like, holy shit, The Rock can keep his mouth shut. Not in an ugly way, but you know what I mean. Like, not say some witty, smart-ass thing. It it was more brooding. It it doesn't matter what you think. No. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's the thing. The whole brooding conversation, we talked about it, and The Rock looks brooding, but when he speaks, it doesn't come off as like naturally brooding. It's like his personality doesn't actually work with it. Yeah. So there were times where it just came off as awkward. Now, there were other times where I loved his character. Like, I thought it landed really well. And other people would probably think it's really cheesy because it's very much a superhero trope. But like this kid tells him to use a line, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, tell him the man in black's at you. And he keeps trying to use the line, but he messes it up, right? I thought that was great. And it 
it pays homage homage it pays homage sorry that took me a second to get there but it pays homage to uh the fistful of dollars and good bad and ugly movies because he definitely like does a scene he watches a scene from those movies and then later he he imitates it because he clearly like he's already being affected by pop culture like he he clearly likes it so i thought those were really cool things but there were times when when he's just speaking as a character and he just feels so flat you're like there is no personality coming out of you i don't know if that's black adam but his face said otherwise yeah. I mean, to be, to be, you know. See, to me, his face looked. Was insane. he doing the rock face? No, dude. Surprisingly, no. I was waiting for him to raise an eyebrow. He didn't. No, he didn't raise his eyebrow. It was just like a brooding, slightly well, angry. How face. hard would no, that be but for he him was like, not to raise an eyebrow? I think <laughs> they had to like tape it down or something. Is what I heard. Yeah. You just <laughs> <saw it. laughs> yeah. 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 It was there. It was That's like, hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, trying not to stay there. <laughs> yeah. No, I I liked it. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would watch it again. I wouldn't watch it in a movie again. No. I'm trying to compare it to like movies that. That's kind of how I, like I, when I listen to y'all, I'm always like, what would I rate it? Because I'm always on the listener end. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just think of it like, would I watch it again in a movie theater? Would I automatically give it like an eight, eight and change? So like Woman King, I would watch it again in a movie theater. Yeah, this is a dope ass movie. I wouldn't mm. watch this one in a movie theater again, but I would watch it again. So I'm gonna mm. say close to a seven, but probably like a six point eight, like around there. Yeah, see, I my thing is also I give it a six because I don't know if I'd buy it. I don't think I would buy it, but I will watch the sequel. Like you you bet I'm bet gonna go is. see the sequel. Like I think they set up his character really well, and I'm excited to see him. And there's some really cool stuff in this movie that yeah. like leads into the dceu and i thought i thought overall they set him up really well and i want to see him fight shazam oh my god that'll be a fun movie to watch because mm-hmm. i think well because the fact that shazam is so pop culture and such a little kid you know yeah and he's yeah, like and, and seeing him like react to that is going to be fantastic all right yeah fair enough what by the you... way guys a movie that i did see twice the most recent one was spider-man at a movie theater because you just had to you just had to and then before that very popular one for me but Luigi doesn't like Tenet which one Tenet oh I saw that twice in movie theaters I saw it uh one on IMAX one not on IMAX wow so I haven't seen that movie yet it's it's fine it's great (laughs) don't listen it's phenomenal (laughs) well after his review I'm kind of like I don't know if I want to watch it (laughs) yeah Listen, it's it. If you like Christopher Nolan films, you should give it a shot. Um, it's but definitely think... better the second time around because yeah. I, I caught a lot more stuff the second time around watching it, and even I the felt third like time, it was very indulgent for him. I felt like it was a movie he made just to see if he could make it. Yeah. So, mm. I don't know. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie right now. We're talking the point about Black is, Adam. <laughs> the point is, we're talking about Black Adam. It was pretty fun. I give it, it a 6.0. I would recommend people go watch it. It's not going to change your world. It is very much like all the other superhero movies, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yep. So yeah, so it's it's a movie that I didn't really want to go see in theaters, but should I or should I just wait? Mm. Catch it on a matinee. Yes. Matinee price. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. You won't, Fair you won't be super pissed off watching it on matinee. You'll enjoy it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Like, that's how I felt coming out of it. I was like, that was cool. I like the character. I'm going to watch it again. 
like not yeah. not the movie itself, but I want to see him again. I think I think it would. It's cool to see it on a big screen. Yeah, and I think yeah. the Rock will. Yeah. I think the Rock will settle into the character now that he doesn't have to worry about his origin story. Mm. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being on with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I was yeah, Gabby. And you guys are awesome. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, maybe maybe next time a full episode. Maybe <laughs> if my anxiety doesn't get to me before it. Oh god. <laughs> Fair enough. Do this. Also, before I go, I just want to say Luigi's <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, I love Hocus Pocus, Jason. Every single time I hear them talking about it, I'm like, no, man. No. Thank you. Thank Nobody you. Nobody has your back. And I just want to say when you I don't care if they it, have my back or not. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, we did a whole ass party for Hocus Pocus 2 with the kids and everything, and it was so worth it. And I liked oh, it. And man. you do it. And I'm glad you had fun. I, yeah, it, it was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. You know, you know what's funny? We were supposed to do one, but um, Jamie's friend's cousin got sick and she was oh. going to have it. So, and they were going to go on a trip soon. So we didn't want to make, we just wanted to make sure that they didn't get sick. So we uh, didn't end up doing it. But we had, we had, we had a little one at, at, at our house and, uh, we both enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, I'm glad you. Had- yeah, we- classic Disney Channel. That's movie. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I tell oh, Luigi the same on, thing. Guys, no I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But again, all of them. His mom didn't want to see. I, I can't hear you anymore. See you later. Bye. Thanks for everything you do. I appreciate it. All the good episodes. Appreciate having right, bye, you Gabby. on. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I love that shout When out. did this turn into the Hocus Pocus happy hour? Jesus. Hey, man, it's spooky season still, technically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's move on. One of the badge. House of Dragon finale. This is a finale episode. Final cheers for fears. She-Hulk finale and now House of the Dragon. Jason, now that you've watched the full first season House of the Dragon, are you going to watch season two, my friend? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, so we're waiting for the finale to watch Game of Thrones. So that's that's going to hold us off until season two comes out. Well, yeah, I mean, you might not be done with Game of Thrones by the time season two comes out. Uh, challenge accepted, my friend. That's like 72 hours of show. Oh, we saying. got this. We got this. All right. Fair enough. So we're going to get into it, guys. Last episode on episode nine, it was all about Alicent. And the crowning of Aegon as heir. This episode takes a very different tone. And it's all about Rhaenyra. And receiving the news that Aegon has been crowned heir. And how she reacts to it. And uh, I will say this before we move forward. A lot more respect for Rhaenyra after this last episode. I will say that. This episode, my god. So she receives the news from Rhaenys that her father is dead, that she has now been usurped by Aegon as the rightful heir, and then she goes into labor over the stress of it and has a premature child who dies. Which, um, can I say something before we continue? Go ahead. I saw that episode, that, that scene, and it was really rough watch for me, dude. And I immediately, like, right after, I had to text my sister. I was like, hey, are you watching House of Dragon? And she's like, no. I was like, okay, if you do end up watching it, I recommend 
not watching the last episode or at least a part of that last episode. And she was like, why? So then I had to tell her and she was like, wow. Okay. Thank you. I was like, yeah. Like if it was rough for me to watch, like I, I don't want to put you through that. So I feel like this show had a lot of uncomfortable scenes for, for us to watch. Right. Oh my God. Incest thing. The whole, um, the people with their fetish and feet thing and things that you have to do just to, a lot of uncomfortable scenes. Uh, yeah, this that. show, so, like, I mean, it really made a thing out of uh, making you uncomfortable. I feel like a lot more so than Game of Thrones did. Game of Thrones was more about shock factor. Mm-hmm. This one is, like, about uh, about making you uncomfortable, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, it goes into that. So she loses her child. And God, it is devastating. They have uh. to... Rough, they have dude. to they have to bury the well they do a funeral ceremony for the baby they don't bury their kids right if you're targaryen they you know they cremate you and just watching it and in that scene i want to be cremated actually i do too nice okay cool in that scene you can tell that rhaenyra is just feeling so low like there's just nothing left for her right but and how this... symbolic is that though when we see the first few episodes of House of Dragon, Viserys is going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Having to put his newborn baby. There's a lot of mirror made... images in this yeah. show. Absolutely. And you know what else? I felt like the baby the baby was also a representation of what she had lost in terms of like her father and her her right to the throne. Yep. It felt very much yep. like she had lost quite a bit. Wow. And it was it was very Way purposeful. To put that, Luigi. I love yeah. it. Damn, I didn't. Yeah, I see that now. Now that you say it, I didn't even think about that. Well put, yeah. my friend. Thanks, thanks. And so it, Man, it just professional it, Potter over here. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. It it all felt like it was very much coming to a head, and then you see a guy. I can't remember his name, guys. I'm sorry, but one of the King's Guard comes up, and they all put their swords out, and he's like, "Look, I pledge my." I pledge my loyalty Eric. to you, Eric. And he gives her the crown that her father had. In- except Rainey's, because she's waiting for her husband. So I respect that. She's like, listen, we're going to make this decision together. Yes, I love that. Um, Eric is the twin from the other one that is pledging to Aegon. Aegon. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to watch all that go down. And how she's at her lowest, and she sees that there are people who are on her side, and do that she's her. got, yeah, she's got people on her back. I'll tell you what, though, Damon, God, he was just ready. He was ready. He's been itching for war, and he's like, got go. all these preparations. It. He's ready to do it, and I cannot wait because I feel like it's either going to be Jace or Damon who ends up fighting Amond on Dragonback at some point, and we'll talk about that later, but. Ooh, so Rhaenyra is is now queen, and she is trying queen to be queen of Dragonstone. Yeah, queen of Dragonstone, right? Or now. other people think that she should be queen of the Seven Kingdoms. The Seven Kingdoms, and she's got all these people who are on her side, and they're trying to figure out who their allies are. And she's talking to Rhaenys, and she's showing restraint, as they say in the whole episode. She is showing restraint. And that's what Renice respects about her. Everyone wants her to run into war. And she's like, well, hold on. I need to see who our allies are. And honestly, I, I want to do what's best for the kingdom. If me doing this is not best for the kingdom, 
then I don't know if I should do it. If there's nothing pushing me to do it, then if I have to let this go, then I like you could tell that she's willing to let go of the crown. You can Mm -hmm. see it. Now, we'll talk about what happens towards the end of the episode. But as this is going, she tells Damon, she's like, but we have to I mean, you have to remember the prophecy. Like, we can't just plunge into war. Damon has no idea what she's talking about. And as she's talking about it, he chokes her. He chokes her. That's the first time I've ever seen Damon be violent with Rhaenyra, which I found interesting because before he had always shown her the utmost respect. And that was the first time that he was just like, I don't give a fuck. Well, well, to me personally, I think he got pissed because she's like, oh, shit, Viserys never told you the prophecy. And if he never told you the prophecy is because he never never saw you as heir. And that upset him. And I think that's why he choked her. Yeah. And so he has no idea what the prophecy is. And it's an important prophecy. So watch Game of Thrones. Um, Well, I mean, I don't know the prophecy, but it it seems very important. It plays off of. Yeah. Based off of what we saw. Yeah. It plays into a lot of stuff in Game of Thrones, too. But anyway. Well, I'm excited, dude. I'm I'm doing a little twerk dance right now. Just like we're getting ready to watch this. (laughs) Yeah. So. All of these different things are happening. Corliss finally shows up. That's Rhaenys' husband. They're the, they are the rulers of Driftmark. They have the large navy. Uh, he reports, you know, he's pretty much saying, like, I'm done chasing the crown. I'm not going to help anybody, blah, blah, blah. And Rhaenys is actually like, listen, those kids are still our family. She is still the rightful queen. She's the only one that's shown, like, any logic when everyone wants her to fight. She's like, we got to back her. And sure enough, he goes. He's questioning her, of course. I think to see, like, if she's got, you know, she's got the balls to answer him back. And she does. She's like, he's like, you know, all these people pledged to you. Sure, this was then. And she's, and she looks at him. She's, she's like, as did you. And then he stops and he's like, and I still do. He pretty much says, Ooh, I'm still pledged respect. to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. Okay. Okay. okay I love I like that. I love Corliss. Corliss is man. dope, man. Yeah. He's great. I really wish Lenor were around right now, but I know he would complicate everything. But <sighs> yeah, definitely. We could use him as a soldier, you know what I'm saying? And so all of these different things are happening. They're saying they're pretty much saying, like, we can count on the Starks. We might be able to count on the Baratheons. Uh, a few other people. The Lannisters are River definitely run. the Lannisters are definitely against us. The Lannisters uh, suck, man. They oh, they're the fucking worse. Watch Game of Thrones and you'll know what I mean. The Lannisters are the fucking dude. Worst. All right, so the first Lannister I got introduced to was Jason. Of course, dude, we know this, bro. Anyone named Jason is a piece of shit, bro. We just know this. <laughs> yeah, just God, who would name their child that? You know, that's why the Red Ranger was always the worst. Anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, don't disrespect the Red Ranger like that, my friend. I just played that. I'm just playing fun that. fact: Jason stands for healer and healer like he's a healer oh interesting and, yeah i don't know I, I doubt my parents knew that but that's what that means so interesting all right so they're trying to figure out who their allies are and so they start sending people out to find out who they are and see if they can get any respect of course they get a visit from the hand himself Otto hightower that piece of shit and he's Not pretty much feet? saying not the feet guy okay (laughs) no 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 the hand and the feet weren't there just the hand 
Just the hands. Just the hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top tier meme. Top tier meme. Top tier meme. So they're pretty much telling her like, hey, stand down. You can get whatever you want. You have all these things that we're going to offer you. Just don't try to take the throne or we'll destroy you. What was the offer again? Like, hey, you can still be the queen of this blah, 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 right? Is, is that what it was? I mean, it was it was several things and several lands. Like, all their kids would uh, would still be the, the lords of certain houses and all this other stuff. And they would get more lands and something else. There, there was a lot of stuff that they put on the table. Very it reasonable. It was a generous offer. It was Very a generous, generous offer. Yes. And By... so she's considering it. I'm thinking Allison was the one that kind of pushed that. Oh, I'm sure. Opinion. I'm sure Otto yeah. didn't didn't quite care that much about how much she got. He was like, let's go to war. The okay, whole kingdom saying, will I'm be on my side. I'm trying supposedly. to dodge my girl Allison here. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so as this happens, uh, she decides to send out people to see like if there's anybody who's even willing to fight for her, right? Is there anyone who's like, no, you are the rightful queen? And she sends her sons because they want to go. They say, no, we want to go. We have dragons. It means more to have royalty go and visit, right? They were going to send ravens. They were going to send ravens. But dragons. They, they mean more. They're faster. Yeah. And they, they have more of a presence, right? And so Jace is going to go visit, I think it's River Run, and then go to Winterfell in the north, which is a long travel. And House Baratheon is much closer by. So she sends the younger son, Luke, to Baratheon. And we're following Luke. He's on Dragonback. He's, he's getting there. It's in the rain on his dragon. And his dragon is still an adolescent, right? So he gets there. And guess who's there, Jason? We see the big, big dragon. So who has the big dragon right now? Amon. Yeah, so Ve- I think it's mm. Vagar, right? Vagar is the name of the dragon. The big dragon, huge, yeah. Huge, huge. The biggest dragon uh, I think that Westeros has ever known, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Correct. And that thing is enormous. And that's Aemon's dragon, right? And so he knows he Aemon stole is it. there. Yeah, he stole it. Well, not stole it, claimed it first. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't say steal. I'd still say it's a steal because they okay. were still grieving. I mean, they didn't even true. get a chance. Yeah. True. Now, he has already gone in and offered lands and a wife or to wife his daughters, uh, all these different things that the, that the high towers slash Aegon are offering. And so Luke comes in and he's like, I have a note from my mother. And it's pretty much like a reminder of who the heir is pledged to. And, and not he's like, that's anything. it. Yeah. He pretty much tells him leave. And Aemond wants to start a fight. He's like, take out your own eye. Yeah. It's like, hey, tr- before you leave, you, you stole mm-hmm. me an eye for an eye. And he tries to fight him right there, and and I'll give it, I'll give him that. The head of the Baratheon house is like, "Not here, you're not doing this here, not in my house." And He's they're like, just "Hey, a child," and they yeah, escort. Make Luke. sure, yeah, make sure Luke gets home safe. Like, escort him out. And so he gets to his dragon, and he sees that Vagar is gone. That means Aemon ran to his dragon so that he could chase Luke. And so he's in the rain. He's going through the rain, and he, you just see. I mean, as I mentioned, Luke's the dragon lightning, is, bro, just, is an adolescent. That shit was it is like he's maybe a, Yeah. Yeah. He's Sorry, what, just, a 10th, maybe a 20th of the size of that dragon? Dude, definitely a, a, a 20th of that size. 
but I like the way they captured it. Like he's flying in the rain mm-hmm. and there's dark clouds above him, but you mm-hmm. can't see anything until like a lightning strikes and you can just you see, see this big huge overcast shadow, shadow oh of just how God. big that dragon is. And sure enough, like the dragon starts chasing him and Eamon's on it. He's egging him on and he, he has this dragon snap at Luke's dragon. And these are still wild animals, right? So Luke veers off and disappears into the clouds. Eamon can't quite see him. And Luke's dragon is no longer listening to Luke. He's like, obey me, obey me. And he will not obey. And he breathes fire into Vagar's face. Now, this was not Luke's command. And once he breathes fire into Vagar's face, Vagar also stops listening to Eamon. And Vagar starts moving on his own. And, sure, and Eamon is like, no, obey me, obey me, Vagar. And at that moment, this is the head of the show. This is the Ooh. shock moment for me. I was like, oh, my God. Not gonna lie, bro. I saw that coming. The I, whole time. The whole time that was happening, I was like, Luke's gonna die. Luke's gonna die. Luke's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Jamie was not, like, no, no. Coming. I was like, no, he's, 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 he's dead. This was gonna cause the war. Like, in my know? head, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, good call. Because sure enough, Vagar. You think he makes it out though? Like he's fighting through the storm, gets above the storm, Uh clear as day. Looks right the sun. You can see it, peaceful, right? You think that's peace, right? You know, symbolism. Great way to do it. Nope. All of a sudden, Vagar just comes pops out, bites that dragon in half with Luke on it, and you just see the body and then the pieces of dragon falling from the sky into the into the ocean what i did like though amon was just like no like no 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 like he didn't want that to happen he just wanted to kind of frighten mm-hmm. luke you know oh yeah yeah he wanted and just... he wanted to terrorize luke for sure yeah that's like his I mean, favorite thing for to taking do his eye. yeah for taking his eye um a lot of emotions and again i don't Amon, I'm pretty sure, just feels like, whoa, what what did I just kind of do in that moment? I can't imagine how pissed his mom is going to be. Allison? Yeah. Oh, furious. And like, holy crap. He, but, I mean, she in never that had moment, control yeah. of her sons. Yeah, in that moment, Amon definitely let his emotions kind of get the best of him. Because, again, this the, the episode before, like, he would be a good king if he would have just let that go when he was a kid and they were all just teasing him by giving him a pig and stuff like you, you see him as an adolescent, like how, like, I'm just tired of people teasing me. I just want people to take me serious. But at the same time, like now that you have all this power and you have the big dragon, you kind of let that go to your head and you lost control over your own dragon. And it's just, Oh, I love Eamon still. I know this just happened, but I really like him as a character. And I think there's going to be a lot of character development. I think he's an intriguing character. Those are my favorite characters because they just you see a lot more growth in those characters. And that's why I think Damon's even growing on me. I hate that for the beginning. Now like he's growing yeah. on me. Yeah. Even right here, honestly, better. man. I thought it was Queen Allison, but like after like this whole thing, that she's growing on me. So Yo, I mean Rhaenyra, yeah, she's she's my girl, man. Now <laughs> the news comes back to Rhaenyra. Just remember, guys, she has lost her father. She has lost her her right to the heir of being the queen of the seven kingdoms and being the first female queen, like female leader of the seven kingdoms. 
She has lost her unborn child that came out stillbirth. And now she receives news that her middle son has been murdered by Aemond Targaryen. Her little brother. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. By her little half brother. Yes. I forget that they are siblings. Yes. They're like nothing alike. Until Jamie told me, she's like, yeah, dude, that's how fucked up that your brother killed your son. I was like, that's right. That is such a good point. And her face, like first you see the loss, like in her body crunched over, she's holding her stomach from sure. Still thinking about the other child she just lost. And then she straightens up, turns around and she looks, faces the camera. She looks like she is a woman on a mission. Yes, dude. And then it cuts and the show's over. Let God, this war begin. An and that's yeah, what that's the store that's the start of the war for sure. Well, what's it called? The Dance of Dragons or what's it called? Mm-hmm. The Dance of yeah. Dragons. Yeah. Woo. The the Civil War has begun. I mean, what an episode, what a season, what a great start to this show. It's I mean, it feels different from Game of Thrones, but it also feels very similar. You'll know what I mean when you watch Game of Thrones different and similar at the same time and I, i'm loving it man i'm I'm really enjoying it i can't wait to see season two um i'm glad i'm glad that it's over just because there's so many other things to watch right now but there is going to be a a game of thrones size hole on my sundays now now that that show's gone <laughs> uh, i'll tell you this once we start watching game of thrones how about this after every season that i watch we finish Mm-hmm. I'll just give a little breakdown of what my thoughts were on that. How about that? Let me know when you're watching episodes. The Legit, man, I will rewatch. Like I will rewatch okay. that show. Maybe not the whole thing, but there's a lot of there's a lot of that. I've rewatched it maybe four or five times already. Like I'm down to watch it again. <laughs> All right, man. Except the final season, right? Uh, <laughs> even the final season, there are some cool things in it. It's just what. People may disagree, but what my problem with the final two seasons was, and I still like season seven, season eight is disappointing. But what it is, is those two seasons, first of all, could have been full seasons. They only did half seasons. And even at that, they probably could have been longer seasons. Like there was still a lot more story to tell to make it all feel natural compared to the rest of the show. And you'll know what I mean, because the show is like a slow burn. It's got a lot going on, but it's also a slow burn. And then they suddenly rushed it all at the end because the creators wanted to move on to make a Star Wars movie. And then it turns out that they pretty much stepped down from doing the Star Wars movie because Disney was like, you fucked this up. We don't want you anymore. So it just it bothers me that I know why they did it. And I know that I know that they had trouble because they could have taken their time. And after that, there was no more story left. Exactly. They created with their own. And I don't think they asked for any help from the man who wrote the films, George R.R. R. Martin, or any, any other writers. Well, there's no more books left. Yeah. Like they had passed the books by seasons by the end of season six. Mm. So season seven. And that's where and eight, it started kind of crumbling. That's exactly where it crumbled. After the books were done, you could tell that they couldn't figure out what to do with the show and they weren't prepared for it. And they it doesn't seem like they sought out the right kind of help. And you'll see what I mean when you get there. But there's a lot of really cool things that still happened in those last in those last two seasons. I still love season seven. Season eight, I see the problems. I, I like it, 
except for the way it completely ended. Like there's a specific storyline that I'm like, man, if you had played this out right, I wouldn't feel as annoyed by this, but it just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right the way it all ended. But anyway, we're moving on. So (laughs) feature presentations, guys. Welcome to the final edition of Cheers for Fears for this Halloween season. It's coming to an end, sadly. We wanted to go out with a bang, guys. So we're doing our greatest horror-themed films of all time. Now, mind you guys, there are a few caveats here. One, they they have to be films that both Jason and I have seen. And two, they have to be films that both he and I agreed on. Right, Jason? Definitely agree. But can can we do the more easier, quick one first? Oh, absolutely. We're going to get down to it right now, Thrill Seekers. But we're going to do our favorite, since it is Halloween time, we're going to do some of our favorite candies. Halloween candy. and Halloween candy. Yeah, when you're going, when you're as a kid knocking at the door. Well, we didn't knock, right? We were just like, trick or treat, right? Ring the doorbell. Break it down. Again, Luigi was able to go in first and put his first in. So <laughs> a lot of his a lot of his picks would have been mine. Okay, guys. Oh, really? I thought it was just one. Yeah, mostly just one, honestly, if I'm being completely honest. Well, that and another one. Your second one. Oh, really? That's that my area. favorite candy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's like my favorite candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let, let's get to it, guys. What were your favorite things to get when you you saw that candy drop into your bag, dude? I, honestly, man, I loved getting individual Reese's Cups. Like, I loved them. Even the little ones that were wrapped in foil or the ones oh. that were in the bag. I did not care. Those were so good. Bro, you know Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I kind of low-key like Reese's Pieces more than I do like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I could be... So, I, there's a weird group of people that like that, that you're included in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there's people <laughs> that like that. I am not one of them. I'll say that. But there are a lot of people that like Reese's Pieces uh, more than oh, Reese's. Yeah. But, oh, dude, Reese's, obviously, peanut butter. A lot of people are a fan of chocolate and peanut butter. That's... Yeah, man. Yeah. Of course. Who Did you know that that's that? the the highest selling chocolate uh, at any t- at any given time? I, I believe it. Reese's sells more than any other than any other candy. I I, I honestly believe it, dude. Because like literally everyone I freaking know loves that candy. Yeah, I don't know anyone that doesn't it's, like Reese's. It's yeah, oh, it's so good. It's crazy. Yeah, so good. It's again, it's that peanut butter and chocolate, dude. Yeah. And um, it's like slightly salty peanut butter that it's got a, like a different texture. It's, it's not smooth. It's almost like a, it's almost crumbly, but not, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's a different kind of peanut butter. It's good. Yeah. Uh, for me, man, just cause I was old to this day when I was a kid, anytime that dropped in my, in my candy bag, I was so excited because only only because, and I'm gonna explain this right now, it's it's blow pops. Not Tootsie Pops. Not Tootsie Pops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you would see a Tootsie Pop drop and you're like, ah, oh, that's cool. Or you'd see like one of those like little blow, like those little lollipops, like the dum dums. Yeah, dum dums that you can just break off and then you're just like, all right, whatever. I get these like at the dentist. <laughs> Very ironic, right? Um, 
or at banks you know you just like for the little kids yes they always had them at banks too but dude the blow pops man like they're so sweet and then as soon as you get to the center bubble bubble gum gum, dude boom yeah my favorite one was like the blue one was kind of like blue raspberry i think that's my favorite one oh dude oh yeah that one was good that was a very delicious dude yeah so yeah dude i was so excited when that dropped in my candy bag you're like yes a good lollipop so my next one is actually my favorite candy all time uh i've liked it since i was a kid so seeing this whenever i was i was a kid i loved it and every once in a while they would give you a full-size candy bar of this one kit kats man dude kit kats bro give me a break give me a break Give me a, or break, break me, me off, off a piece, piece of that, that kick, kick bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, that would that would have been one of mine too. That was like one of the, another one that I was excited about. Oh, dude. Yeah, I I got the heavy hitters, man. Not gonna lie, I was like, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna get in here and write these down now. Yeah, and you know what? I've actually had a few different kinds of Kit Kats. My favorite is dark chocolate. Mm. You know Love which one I used to chocolate. like when I was a kid. Kit Kat Big Cat. It was just a big, thick Kit Kat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember those. I remember those. Those things are huge, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Um, Some thick boys. Uh, It was good. I don't know why. I I love those, too. All right, so Kit Kat bars. So what's your next one, Jason? Dude, I still love these to this day. (laughs) Low key. Um, When I used to work at uh, my different office, so like, they'd at they would get you like little gifts for your birthday and stuff because i was an account manager so i oversaw um two people so like on your anniversary like we we would do things for each other right we like we get them like a little gift basket of like our favorite candies and stuff like that and uh to this day man i still love them to this day because they're so sweet and so good uh ring pops bro love ring pops Low-key, one of my favorite like candies out there. You know, I've honestly only had them a couple of times. I don't really remember what they taste like. They just look so um, uh, weird when you eat them as, as a 31-year-old male. <laughs> Man, eating a ring pot. <laughs> you just got your on fist on your pot, face. Just, yeah, you know, just like, kind of like sucking on it, dude. Like it, it looks weird, but dude, they're so delicious. I don't care, dude. What I usually do is I just break the whole thing and just just suck on it on my mouth like that's it and just just not have it on my ring and just like licking it constantly i just break the whole thing and <laughs> and just, just like pop like it in your mouth your yeah dude yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense the, i actually oh, but there's, there's a hard so candy good. that i like too yeah that is very similar to ring pops i think i don't know how the taste I have, a, I have a problem with those are those are really good but like my problem is it just gets stuck to your teeth bro yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I never, I would never bite on them because of that reason. I, I was just like, ah. see, that was my thing. I was like, I'm not going to bite on it because I hate getting it stuck in my teeth. Uh, Jolly Ranchers. I love so Jolly Ranchers. Me too. Bro. Oh my too. God. Every, almost every flavor was good. I, I can't even think of one. Like, I liked watermelon. That one slapped. Uh, green apple was amazing. Cherry was good. Grape was good. Every water, every Jolly Rancher flavor was good. Cherry, cherry's my favorite. Yeah, they were to me. You could have given me any of them, and I was like, "Yep, I'll take it." Yep, I agree. So good. 
And what about you, man? Uh, I mean, where we grew up, man, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Or where we grew up in El Paso, Texas, it's a border city. Our parents are Hispanic. (coughs) Your mom's Puerto Rican. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Mexican candies, bro. They're, they're undefeated, man. Especially Duvaline, the little creamy one where you get that Uh, little spoon and you eat it. Yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, Reyes Rindos. Dude, I can't explain. They kind of look like little thumbs. And it was like a spicy candy, but inside it had a little gooey spice inside it. So delicious. So it's like you, you get to the center and then you get something different. You remember the bottle so cap ones? They were like chocolates that looked like bottle caps. And then in the inside, it was like it was like a gooey caramel or something. Do you remember those? Dude, I can't. I can't. I can't recall. I can't Dude, recall. Those are so good. I actually just recently tried them. I was like, oh, my God, where were these in my childhood? <laughs> I need and then, these uh, now. And especially the the mango spicy pops, right? Oh, dude, they were oh, just yeah. yeah, you know, specifically it's, the the mango ones because the corn yeah. ones were fine, but and the uh, watermelons were okay, but the mango one just as soon as you got out of the spice, you got right into that the sweet sweet mango taste, bro. Ugh. I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time I took all the powder off, I would throw the rest of the lollipop away what yeah oh. and it didn't matter what flavor it was i was like all i wanted was the spice <laughs> i was that person <laughs> i don't know Man, if you've ever met anyone else that does that but i just took all the spicy powder off and threw dude it. well it was kind of rewarding because like you're licking you're licking all the spice off and your tongue is kind of like irritating you from all that lead you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and then you finally get to the sweet spot and you're like oh it's just so easy on the tongue after that you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, dude, shout out Mexican candies, man. Uh, so, dude, you got some Mexican candies in there. It was the best. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off you. So, for me, it was any candy that was spicy powdered, which was mostly Mexican candies. Like Lucas? It didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Lucas, whatever it was. Yeah. As long as it had that spicy powder on it, I would eat it. And like I mentioned, I would just take the powder off and probably throw the rest away if I didn't like it. It was just about the spicy powder. Yeah, like because most of most of them came with like a hard candy, and you lick it, and you dump it into the powder, and then you'd be able to lick it off, right? Yeah. See, those were dope. Those yeah, were those good. were delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still mess with those to these day, although probably not good for me, but definitely yeah, not spi- good for us. any spicy powdered candies, man. All right, what That's you got awesome. next? What you well, got yeah, to, next? <laughs> to piggyback off of what you said earlier, actual size candy bars. So you would go to a house. And it doesn't matter what it would be, you get an actual size Snickers, an actual size Butterfinger, an actual size whatever. And you're like, holy shit. Then you would leave that house and then like kids were walking. It's like, yo, that house, they actually give you the big candies, the actual candies, not the fun size ones. So people start running. It's like, oh, my God, these people are actually giving the actual size candy bars. Yo, shout out to those people. Like how much money do you have to spend to actually give out? A ton. actual size candy. A ton, bars. Jason. You know how I know this? I bought actual size candy bars last year, and initially they were for my students, but like I had a bunch of extra, so uh-huh. I put them in with my with the candy that I bought. Dude, I bought like two bags of candy. I had those bro. extra full size candy bars. Nobody came, bro. I had so much no extra one candy came? left. Oh, I mean, don't man. get me wrong. I had That's some kids, but like I started giving out like how, how handfuls of candy. 
handfuls of it. Oh, they were like awesome. They, you could tell they were super happy. Yeah. They were super happy. to. I mean, Dude. who doesn't want the full-size candy bar? It's a shame, man. Like the whole trope about like, hey, watch out for strangers and putting candy in your in your in your bags, your kids' bags. Yeah. So it's a reality like, nowadays. I, I had to start doing that. Um, I haven't passed out candy in a couple of years, but I want to say three years ago, dude. Like I was like, we were ready, dude. I bought like tons and tons of bags, but like, I think maybe you only got like maybe four or five trick or treaters, dude, if that. And we had a bunch of candy, so I just like literally grabbed scoops and just like boom, just threw it on there. I was like, they were so happy, like, oh, thank you so much. I was like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I ain't trying to eat all that. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I don't and, eat Eric, all this. Eric was my roommate at the time. I was like, bro, I'm not trying to give him all the sweets, bro. He leaves all the wrappers all around. Dude, um, how? This is my thing. How does an adult person leave wrappers around for anything? I don't know. I don't man. understand. I don't know. I dude. don't understand. I don't know. I don't, Eric, be better. Be better. <laughs> I don't know if he still does that, but yeah, yeah. He has a sweet tooth. Like, he doesn't usually buy candy if he doesn't need to, but I don't know if he still does this. But, like, if there's candy around, bro, that dude's going to chomp on that stuff. So, uh, here's so my thing it, it's not about eating the candy, it's about throwing the damn wrapper away. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Or, or put it in your put it in your pocket for now. Like if you if you're if you're not in a, if you're too lazy to go fucking throw it away, just put it in your pocket and then like later on when you reach for it, you're like oh, I gotta to throw this away. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just it. All Anyways, right, next, next for me is actually my second favorite candy. Probably, uh, I don't need it that much because man, now this one talk about getting stuck in your teeth. Oh my god. We'll talk like, about peanut butter and chocolate. This is one where they kind of did it wrong, but it's still really good. Yeah, they do. I love it. It's the flaky peanut butter coated in chocolate Butterfinger. Oh my god! And you know how, you know how I started eating Butterfinger, The Simpsons. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Why did they ever get rid of that promotion? I have no idea. But legit, I feel like they lost. I started sales eating because Butterfinger because of, of that. Same, dude. Same. You're not wrong. <laughs> like Bart Simpson eats Butterfinger, dude. I'm gonna eat Butterfinger, dude. Exactly. Homer is uh, eating Butterfinger. Yeah, it was great. I thought get your hands great. off my Butterfinger, and you would choke him every time. You know? Yeah. Uh, Better not lay a finger on my butter my Butterfinger. Yeah, great promotion, dude. Yeah. The '90s, some of the '90s commercials, man. I swear, slap. They, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> they slap hard. <laughs> and that was like they're literally that's one of the promotions that like got me. Eating Butterfinger, that and also Capri Sun commercials. Oh, those were pretty good. Those were those pretty were good. Ones. Yeah, yeah, that's that touche, touche. All right, what's your next one, man? And then we'll talk about our shared one. Yeah, okay. Thank you for saying shared one. Uh, Twix, man, just classic. If I saw it in my candy bag, it was just delicious, man. I still love Twix to this day. You know, I thought they I'll had see, a really clever I'll promotion with the right and left Twix. Yeah, which one's better? You know? Yeah, yeah. Even though you know they're the same. Yeah, exactly. The fun <laughs> size ones are, are, oh, dude, they're dangerous, bro. Dangerous. Yeah, I'll fun just, size you know, ones are kind of perfect. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, a normal size Twix bar, like I'm just like oh, it's a little too much. But like little fun size one, you have one now and there. You open it, you eat it, and then you're just like later, you know. 20 minutes pass, you're like, yeah, I, 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 I guess I can do another one, you know? Yeah. So now here's, here's our, our shared one. 
And you know what? I didn't think you you would like this, and we were oh, talking about this. I love it, and in fact, one of my I, I love the version of it that does not have uh, a part, which is okay. I'm gonna go ahead and say it because it doesn't make sense. Almond joys. <clears throat> well, you know they have one that's without the almonds. Mounds. Yeah, yeah mounds. mounds. Fantastic. So you love too. mounds. I love mounds. I love almond I joys. Know. I like I, anything coconut, man. I'm there for it. <laughs> Dude, same, bro. I actually almonds by themselves too. Raw almonds, like I'll go. I'll still get this to this day. I'll go to the grocery store. I was like, all right, what am I going to snack on? I'm not trying to snack on chips because you know it's going to make me a little chubby. So <laughs> I'll go to the I'll go to the peanut section where they have like you know uh, peanuts, cashews. Yeah, all uh, the nuts, and yeah, yeah, grains yeah, yeah. and and dried fruit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get the almonds, bro. And then I'll use that as like my chip bag. Yeah, Helps I used me. to do that I'm with sorry. trail mix. Uh, I should I should get back on that life. Yeah, but, but just yeah, get the ones that don't have man. salt in them. Keep, keep that low sodium, you know, low cholesterol. Yeah. Oh, almond joys, baby, all day, dude. Ah, oh, great all day. It, it, <laughs> I didn't know that you would even care about that one. Oh, I threw dude, almond was... joys at the end because I was like, oh, I do love almond joys though. I love coconut though. Same man, preaching to the choir, my friend. Preaching coconut, of the choir. My so favorite, joys, my coconut, favorite uh, coconut alcoholic rum? drink is piña colada. Captain Morgan coconut. Oh, piña coladas, bro. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what's funny? What? Um, every time I go like in a tropical vacation, I have to get a piña colada. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, as you should. I went to I went to <laughs> Fries. It's a grocery store out here. Mm-hmm. There was a. I love Zelter Waters. Uh, you know, bubbly. Uh, there was this brand. It's called Bubbly, and okay. it was pineapple coconut. So uh, piña colada. <laughs> oh, dude, it's funny. I was like, I have to try this. I have to try this. I opened it. I tasted it. And I was like, I was like, babe, you gotta try this. And she's like, tastes kind of like a piña colada, like non-alcoholic. I was like, right? So good. I drink those like so fast, dude. I love those. I love that drink. I don't know if they sell them over there. I'm sure they do, <laughs> but try Tropicana's Piña Colada like juice. Ooh, okay. It's it's like it's pretty much like coconut water with a little bit of pineapple, well, with pineapple juice and some other stuff. I think it's got a little bit of lime and other juices. Oh, bro. Put a little bit of lemon in there. It is one of the best drinks just just by itself, just like that. And then you could easily add alcohol to it and not even know the alcohol's there. I'm telling you, man, I know you don't like uh, carbonated drinks, but oh, that bubbly uh, pineapple coconut is so good. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to at least give it a try with some alcohol. If it ain't my thing, I'll let you know, but I got to give it a try. All right, but that was our final Halloween candy. Let us know what you guys' favorite Halloween candy was or if, if it was one of the ones that we picked. All right, Jason, we're going to get into our greatest horror slash Halloween films of all time, of course, that we have picked. We have a few honorable mentions, but we're going to get into our top 10. We have agreed on these. So we're going to start with number 10. Oh, okay. Another thing, we could only pick them if we had both seen them. I know you mentioned that earlier in the podcast. I just want to reiterate that. Yeah, because there are a few that uh, we both have on our list that we're like, well, the other one hasn't seen it or the other one disagreed. So we have not, we didn't put those in there for those reasons. Now, 
rounding off our top 10 is actually taking a jab at all of the horror genre. The scary movie series, specifically numbers one and two. With the Jason, Wayne brothers. With the Wayne's brothers. Jason, what are you thinking about those two? Just uh, as a kid and just a parody of all the films that we have seen, you know, like screen, just making, just making fun of it. And you know what's crazy? This was a rated R film, but my parents still let me watch it. But again, my parents are Hispanic. They don't care as to what we watch. Just as long as we don't bring it back at home. And, you, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was more ever... so that they were unaware. Because my true. mom, same thing. She wasn't, she wasn't, uh, she was unaware of some of these things. Because she didn't let me watch Scary Movie because she saw what it was like about. I ended up watching it anyway because my cousins, they would always let us watch all kinds we're, of different we're, stuff. We're going to find a way to watch this film. Yeah, but what there were things that my mom had no idea about that she, she let me listen to or watch or whatever it may be. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Same, dude. Uh, dude, just a, just a funny parody of of scary movies that we grew up watching, you know? Hey, Jason. And the Wayans brother were popular. What's up? What you doing, man? Uh, nothing, man. Just chilling. Chilling. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? Dude, I, as I mentioned in previous pod, I wore, I had that mask, the what's up mask, you know? Oh, no kidding. That's I did. Yeah, dude. It was, it was, I probably wore that back to back years. Cause I just love that mask. It's like, it's funny. It's not scary, but I just loved it. So. Oh, no, that's uh, great. I love that. I wish I still had that mask, bro. I wish I did. I know that would be a good little throwback. Dude, imagine wearing that now. Like wearing that like at a adult Halloween party. People would be like, yeah, what's that? You know? What's that? Yeah, Yeah, they would all do it. (laughs) No, Uh, that was that was a perfect, perfect line. And then when she gets killed in the movie theater. That was another great scene in that movie. Interrupting the movie and whatnot. Yeah. And everyone was all cheering. It's like, you know what? Let me kill this. You know? Yeah, they all kill her. He doesn't have to do anything. (laughs) Great, great, great pick. Great pick. All right, all right. So moving on from number 10. Jason, what's number nine? You know, probably one of the first films that watching legit scared me. I'm pretty Same. sure it scared a lot of kids in our generation. Because... Yeah, I saw it pretty young. I think I saw it like at age eight or yeah, seven or eight. This but came out like in the with... 80s, right? It came out in the, I think it's the 70s, man. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a 70s film. I'm I, gonna, I couldn't tell. I'm going to I'm gonna check just to make sure, but I'm like fairly certain. Yep, 1973. Damn, with a... Uh... The special effects and everything you could have you could have fooled me <laughs> right better than some 80s films i'll tell you that but none other than the exorcist and i think why we were both scared about from this movies were we were both raised catholic so this definitely hit home for us yeah it was uh, it was very scary at the time and we both saw it at a young age it makes a difference man just the idea of possession and then the horror that you see like that's a different kind of horror uh, to see at a young age, and it's definitely it's the fear that I had watching that movie at the time. I I still remember it. I still remember that. You know what? I I don't think it's necessarily The Exorcist, but I do still have nightmares about being possessed. And kid you not, man, 
it always turns out when like I don't have like in my nightmare I don't have access to like my arm or a leg like because I feel like it's getting possessed in my nightmare I'll end up waking up and guess what it's asleep my arms asleep yep my arms asleep my legs asleep anything that like in my dream that like I couldn't like have control over is because that body part was asleep freaks me out every time it's how the mind gets you yeah, it freaks me out every time. But yeah, I, and I think the exercise has a lot to do with it. All right. So that movie, obviously a classic, the story of a young girl who gets possessed by a demon and her mother calls in a, a priest to do an exorcism or to see what they can do. And they decide to do an exorcism. And it's the story of what happens with that whole exorcism crazy crazy movie a really good one actually it's a good film like re thinking about it again i'm like man that was a good movie uh Ooh, definitely a classic recommend type of movie i think as i mentioned i recently watched the omen i would say the exorcist is better than the omen it's a lot more intense that i'll tell you but okay moving on to number eight one of my personal favorites i uh i I definitely pushed for this one to be to be on the list a little bit. Um, no, you didn't. Uh, thanks, thank you. I appreciate we're just you. trying to argue where it should be. Touche, touche. Yeah. So my next one, my, my, sorry, my next one. See, Jason, our see next what my, one. What I'm doing. Our next one is Beetlejuice. None other than Beetlejuice. Just so many great lines from that movie, Jason. If you do anything this Halloween weekend, watch Beetlejuice again. I promise you, you'll be like, dang, that is a damn good movie. And that is oh, funny. We just shit. watched it last week. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, sweet. Oh, uh, it, it was on in the background. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's the ghost with the most, babe. So, I mean, Beetlejuice most, is. Babe. Yeah. I, he's just got so many great lines. That stupid commercial that he does is great. I'll tell you <laughs> this I'm watching the reboot. The reboot, yeah, they're they're in talks about doing another Beetlejuice with oh, Michael yeah. Keaton coming back. Uh, with uh, it's Beetlejuice two, right? I don't know. It's is yeah. it a reboot or a sequel? I think it's a sequel. Okay, but okay. with Beetlejuice coming back, uh, Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton coming back. God, that I mean, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm definitely. And we were also going to get Michael Keaton back as Batman, and uh, that got fucking axed. So well, I mean, we'll see him in a. Uh... The Flash movie. Hopefully, uh, nothing crazy happens with that one. True. <laughs> so anyway, number eight for us guys is Beetlejuice. It's a great uh, classic comedy horror film about a couple that's trying to get a family out of their house uh, because they're pretty much destroying the home that they never got a chance to live in before they died. And of course... The, uh, an unsavory type character named Beetlejuice comes into the mix. Great film. Great, great. Now, great. another one. This next one. Probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. Really? No. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Mm. One of the most scary things I've ever seen. I was about to say, my scariest is second on our list. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now, this next one, I will say, though, they did a scientific experiment 
of which one <laughs> the which most movie, jump scares in a movie yeah which one had these scare with based off of a heart of, of your heart rate had the highest uh jump in a scary movie and this one had one of the most iconic scenes that probably made everyone watching it for the first time one of the scariest jump scares ever and that was probably like one of the movies again that maybe probably jumped like multiple times and usually scary movies don't do that to me so this one definitely definitely again just hit the spot for me and again a it has to do a lot with dreams for me, bro. Like it just, cause uh, I do get a lot of nightmares cause I do dream a lot and I do remember a lot of my dreams, but, but because of that, I do remember a lot of my nightmares. So you seen yeah. nightmare on Elm street. It's, yeah. That, that's another one that scares me, dude. Huh? Yeah. But like Freddy Krueger is just like, when there's a character like that, like I'm like, all right, cool. It's just a character. But like insidious, it was multiple demons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see. So, when they when they can warp your dreams into different things, and you don't have to see the same the same character. Exactly, like our number two movie. Uh, oh, <laughs> God, that so, movie gets me every yes, time, dude. Just thinking about it. Yeah, Insidious is about a little boy who, uh, a family who has a little boy who just all of a sudden can't. He's he goes to sleep and he just can't wake up. Turns out that he got a power from his dad, who's called uh, Dreamwalkers, right? Or something like that. But they're not dreaming. They're essentially going into another world where there's demons or just people that have died that are trying to get back into the real real world. So like the world between worlds. World between worlds. And obviously there's some entities that aren't good so the father is the only one that has that same entity as his son does so he tries to go back and get him and you just see all these demons and ghosts that are either harmful or just scary and there's this one demon that is really interested in his son and that's where you find that really jump scare and the reason why i think it has the most like the effect of it is it happens in daylight. You like you were not expecting it at all. And then you just saw it. And then the, the jump scare music, obviously, right? Horror is nothing without the music. Just gets you right in that moment. You're just like, whoa. Yeah, it got me pretty Loved hard. It. It got it's me, right. It got it's at the really very hard, end bro. of the movie, right? Are we talking about that same scene? Uh mid-movie. But the one at the very end, that one got me too a lot. That one got me all messed up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I liked it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why you see a horror film. That's why you see a horror film. I was like, yeah, you got me. Yeah, Insidious is a great, genuinely scary movie. Ah, Good pick. Our number seven is Insidious. Number six, Jason. This one, it's a classic. And I think, I think without the twist at the end, it might not have gotten to the place that it is. But honestly, it is a classic because of its twist at the end. And that's The Sixth Sense. Great film. Great movie. M. Night Shyamalan, I think that was his first film. And my God, some of the scenes in that movie, I still to this day remember uh, 
the scene with that kid walking and he's like, Hey, you want to see my dad's shotgun? And then he turns and you see the back of his head is gone. I was like, Oh my God. The subtle, scary moments are just iconic. And all these just like tormented ghosts that keep haunting him because he's the only one that can see him. You know, which one freaked me out? Um, of the little kid in the cupboard. Cupboard. Which one was that one? He he goes upstairs because he hears someone um, knocking on the little cupboard, and it's a ghost in there. And he's just like, "What? That's weird." And then like these other little boys that are there for a birthday party, like throw him in there. So he's uh. freaking out because the little the person in the cupboard is trying to hurt him. You don't remember that scene? That scene scared the living crap I, out of me. I bro. think I vaguely remember that one. It's like it scratches him up. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 he comes out of the cupboard and he's all scratched up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I do recall that. And obviously, spoiler alert, guys, there's a huge twist at the end. You know what? No, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. There's a huge twist at the end. Um, and it, it just it catches you so off guard that you're like, oh, my God. That was an amazing turn events. I mean, if you had seen that coming, Jason, I'd have been like, you are Nostradamus. I had no idea. (laughs) Even though they, throughout the movie, they do give you signs. They do give you signs. I just did not catch them. Signs. Hmm. Ah, Another Another, good movie. Another film from uh, M. Night? M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, another good movie from him, too. That's a good movie. Hey, wait, wait to twist that in there. Hey, hey. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's on get a lighter into, no no yeah let's get into number five so check out sixth sense guys great film number five you know it's funny we we like zombie movies we do but some are some of the best zombie movies are parody zombie movies <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> and we're gonna have to go with Shaun of the dead for our number five Shaun of the dead like oh man such a good film still get i I maintain the queen uh the queen fight scene at the pub is still one of my favorite just goofy comedy scenes in a movie. I think it's so fun to just watch how they like don't react to how all these people are zombies at first and they're just like, "Oh yeah, going about their day" because they they don't pay attention like, to this person just weird. But, yeah. but, but think about it like if you see something weird happening, you're like, oh, that person just kind of, I hate to say this, but like that person like drugged out. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And people just go about their business. And that's why maybe a zombie apocalypse could happen because we're just so invested in ourselves and not just worried about our surroundings. Where it's like, all right, that person's acting normal. I got to stay away from that person. I don't know. It's just, a kind of fun way to show it. Like, like you, you had said before, like where these characters were kind of zombies in themselves and just going by their normal routine and not mm-hmm. noticing what's happening them around them. And, so, and I mean, the whole story, right. Is about Sean being stuck in the same place in his life. Yeah. Just like moving throughout it, going through the motions. I mean, it's, it's very much the zombies are in this film, a symbol of like his lack of ability to like grow as a person. And so, yeah, yeah, no, you, I see that. But at the same time, hilarious, hilarious film. Such a funny movie. I watched that this year already, too. Like, early, once it started becoming fall, I was like, watching this to go to sleep. Shaun of the it. Dead. Good pick, man. Good pick. 
We put that one at number five, Shaun of the Dead. All right, my friend, what's your number four pick? Our number four pick, Silence of the Lambs. Now, this movie, start to finish, great writing, great acting, genuinely like real life scary because these kinds of things do actually happen. And so this one had to make it on the list for me. Uh, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, chilling, chilling. One of the best villains ever. Yeah, absolutely. One of the greatest villains of all time. I put him on my villains list. Shout out. Not only that, you have two great villains. Oh, you're right. Even uh, Buffalo Bill is a Buffalo pretty Bill's damn good a villain. Great, creepy villain, dude. Such Imagine, because that can happen again. And that—that's it. That's the thing, right? He's based on real people. These, this, this kinds of thing happened to to real people. It puts uh, Ed lotion. Gein. Yeah, Ed Gein wore people's skin and that's what this guy was doing right that's why he's like it puts the lotion on its it puts the lotion, lotion. on its skin or, or else it gets, gets the, the hose, hose again. again yeah so <laughs> creepy dude oh god that line and then at the end god when you see anthony hopkins in a in like a hawaiian shirt almost in the middle of south a south american city and you're like oh Never know what's going to happen with that guy. It's just great start to finish. Uh, what's Clarice, the actress? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Foster does a great job as the FBI agent. Uh, the girl that's stuck in there with him does a great job as a woman who's just trying to survive. All right. Uh, start. I mean, the whole time you're just at the edge of your seat trying to figure out, are they going to catch this motherfucker before he kills someone else? Yeah, really for its time. It's just amazing. Yeah, great film. All right, going to number three. Jason. Another zombie comedy. We love zombie movies, but we, I, I just think the comedy versions are just so much better. None other than Zombie Zombieland with Jesse Eisenberg. Um, Woody Harrelson. Woody Emma Harrelson. Stone. Emma Stone iconic and just the way they made that film of like doing the rules of like how to survive in zombie island but also just like the little cameos that were involved in this film with um bill murray with bill murray hilarious dude absolutely hilarious dude (laughs) is that the way you say hello (laughs) (laughs) oh dude oh man that was so great But a nice zombie guide, right, of how to survive in the apocalypse. And that's the first movie I remember seeing Amber Heard in. Turns out she is the neighbor at the very beginning of the movie. It turns out she plays just herself. <laughs> she you plays know. just herself in the film. That's right. One of the first zombies that we see. Just a blood-sucking demon. That's right. And there she is. There she is in all her glory. Um yeah, I mean, can't say too much more about Zombieland. It's very much, it has a coming of age feel, right? Like where all yeah. these characters start, they come to terms with their place in the world and confidence in themselves. And I think, uh, I mean, Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg's, you, Eisenberg, you, you see them as a as a fun couple in this in this story. I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun to watch. It had a lot of color, which is strange for a zombie movie, but it really worked out. Not only that, they had some pretty fun jump scares. 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, so. And then just like, weirdly enough, slice of life moments in the film where you're like, oh, this is just what you're doing while you chill? Okay. So those were those were cool moments where you just see them like randomly killing a zombie here and there while they're just having a conversation. Yeah. I also did really like like which character would you be like? There's a character for everyone. Who's like, okay, if the zombie apocalypse did happen. You got which which character would you be? You kind of kind of relate to all of them. Yeah, you yeah. Depending I mean? on the situation, you definitely know which characters you would end up being in certain moments. No, but yeah, man, great, great film. Uh, but on to our final two. Number this, two, number two. Do you want to announce this one, or do you want me to? You can almost say it was terrifying. Yeah, you, you would say I mean? uh, it gave me a lot of nightmares. It definitely did. All right, we'll stop. It's it, guys. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> Stephen and King's It, both versions. Both versions. We want the, the 90s one and the 2017 one. Now, I'll tell you, the 2017 one, I mean, the effects are so much better, but even the 1990s one, Jesus. And for me, it's just moments where you just never expected it. Like when he, when they go visit that older woman and she's not real, like Ugh. she's, she's been killed by it Oof. and she's just staring like with that crazed smile and you see like a fly on her eye. Yes. Oh my God. I was freaking out and she chases them out of the house. Like she's trying to kill them. I, I literally Oof. am getting goosebumps, like thinking about it now. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, see, I think that's the reason why I think I loved it so much, even though it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) This entity plays on your biggest fears. So, and they, I think they did a phenomenal job in each, in both movies, uh, the newer one and the the last one, Mm -hmm. the most, yeah, the one before that, of how to play all of the characters' fears. And there were some moments where, like, I was like, all right, this didn't really scare me. But there was other moments where, like, yo, that was scary as shit. Yeah, um, like scene, you said. The, the scene where he goes into the basement and it's flooded. And he sees his brother. And then you see Pennywise's head just popping right out of the water. And he kind of uses him as a puppet. and just like, Yeah, you see him. him look like a pu- Oh, my God. Yeah. Scary. I, I uh, thinking about that scene, or when he comes out of the fridge in the abandoned house, and he's yeah. like, all the, his limbs are broken. Even the opening scene, bro, like the opening scene, like building up to the scary movie, he's like, "Hey, Georgie, you know, like it all pops, pops down here. It all floats down. We here. all float down here. Popcorn. Like, oh, pop, 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 Oh, dude, that's uh, still gives me chills to this day, a bro. Damn clown. And in the original, one of the scenes that, like, I still vividly remember seeing the to bathroom this day. drain for me. Oh, that's a good one. No, the one I was thinking of is when they're looking at pictures of yes. the town. And his hand and pops he, up. Oh. No, wait. No, he walks up to the, the front of the picture. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to them. I was like, oh, oh, no, get out of here. That's what I'm saying. And he, and he pops out his hand at the end. Oh, that's and right. Then, and yes, then they drop does. it. Yep. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, just oh. horrifying. His face. With all the teeth, ah, man, I hate clowns now. Just imagine turning around right now, because we're in the dark, obviously. Just seeing a clown right behind you. Shut your mouth. Especially it. 
Shut your mouth, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Those those fears every day, man. Like that was again. There's there's moments even even to this day where where I have to look at the drain to make sure nothing's popping out of there. To this day, yeah, yeah. Thirty one years to this day. To this day, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of uh, sewage drains either. Oh. Yes. Yeah, there lot, lots no. of things that messed me up. But there was one movie that we both thought was slightly better. It may not be the scariest, but it is definitely still extremely unsettling. Is this is this not another Stephen King film? Oh, it uh, is another book? Stephen King book. <laughs> yep. None other than which he didn't like apparently the film. He didn't like he the did film. He did not like the film and you know what? Uh, friend of the pod, not listener, but friend of the pod, Cole, read the book and he said he cannot rewatch the movie now because he's like, no, nah, man. That's how the good mo- the book the was. Mo- yeah, he was like, the movie does kind of suck. And I was like, what? How? It's one of the greatest movies ever made. He's like, the book is just infinitely better. Oh. I was like, what? I'm going to have to read this book. And I don't Am I read... going to have to read? Yeah, it's like yeah, a thousand. It's a thousand page book. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's an effort. It's an effort. For, for those of you who don't know, Jason and I, well, I don't know about you, Jason, but I am a notoriously slow reader. So I am getting too. me to read a book is just not fun. Not that I'm a slow reader. I just have to, if I didn't understand the page that I just read, I have to go back and listen to it. Read and it again. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, and I hate, I hate doing that. I'm like, what, what was I doing the first time I was reading it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you. I and that you. and that's why I can't read. Like not can't read, just won't read because of that. So our number one, if we haven't said it yet, it is the shining Stephen King book, Stanley Kubrick film, starring Jack Nicholson. Uh gosh. The do you remember the name of the hotel? No, I don't. I don't. Let's see. This movie came out in 1980. It is the Overlook Hotel in Colorado. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but they actually, the supposedly Hotel California, obviously it's also a story about like the, the myth of the dream of California and how it's not really that, but they're also trying to play into the idea of like, the Overlook Hotel, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I thought that so I thought a... that song was about heroin. See, I thought it was about the the dead dream of the dead hippie dream in in California, which you know, a lot of them did get into heavy drugs. But it was the idea of like all these people who went to California for this wonderful idea that they thought they had, and it turned out to be this this very oh. different reality. Yep. Of what it was because, you know, there's only so many people that they could actually hold in such a short period of time. And there were like thousands and thousands of people pouring into San Francisco in the 60s and 70s and nowhere for them to live, no jobs for them. They're just there on the streets getting taken advantage of by all kinds of different people. And so, I mean, but that's besides the point. I had heard that part of the story is, uh, is 
is like the the inspiration of calling it Hotel California was very much from The Shining. Of course, they're not talking about the hotel in The Shining, but that was part of the idea as to why they called it that. Interesting. Yeah. Not to look more into it. Yeah, it could be totally because I love that song. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, as I mentioned, uh, Stanley Kubrick is the director, notoriously uh, difficult director to work with, but very much a perfectionist. It's about a man who is a struggling writer and he, his wife and son go to take care of this hotel during the winter because it gets snowed in. So no one can really stay there and they're going to end up being there. What is it for four months? Because it gets snowed in for that long. It's in the mountains. And so they're stuck there. And the hotel is very much so haunted and controlled by an evil presence. Now, his son has a special ability that is called The Shining. And that's the name of the movie, right? Uh, And it's in which you have a connection to the other world and supernatural beings. In this case, it's very much to ghosts and to uh, the evil presence that's in the hotel. Now, this evil presence completely turns his dad, who already had a darkness in him, uh, which, in him. Yeah, yeah, they they hinted at it at the beginning of the movie when he's, uh, when he's talking to his wife and she's telling him to be careful with the son, and later you find out it's because he dislocated his shoulder by pulling him too hard. Now... You have got to pull a kid really damn hard to dislocate their shoulder. So you know that this man was he he's got some he's got some anger issues, he's got some some evil to him. And sure enough, it pulls it out, it drives him crazy. And all over the walls of his writing area, he puts all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, which that's his name, right? It's Jack Torrance. And his wife finds him there towards the end. Obviously, the buildup happens over time. You see these twins that keep saying, come play with us to the sun. I think it's Danny. Come play with us, Danny. Uh, oh, and then you see, so the, you see the scene in which there's like an ocean of blood coming from the hotel elevator. Iconic. Yes, very iconic. Uh, the very uncomfortable and weird scene of like that naked woman who turns into an old decrepit woman that uh that jack runs away from after like she changes her body Iconic. and then you just see all these other weird scenes throughout so it comes to a head when he loses his mind and he decides he's going to kill his family uh I, I actually laugh every time i think of this scene but i i think i mentioned it in the other pod right when he's like here's john no not here's john that's of course iconic right but the one that gets me is uh I'm not gonna hurt you, honey. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna bash your brains, your brains out. <laughs> and she's like, get away from it. And she's swinging the bat, like not even trying to swing it. And I'm like, what are you doing, girl? Run. And also swing the bat like you're trying to hit a ball or something. Like, come on. And she's just screaming and crying through the whole thing. She does a great job, honestly. Like looking like she is completely disheveled and freaking out and just horrified. She does a great job of it. And surely enough, uh, he's chasing the family throughout the, the hotel and they finally get to a point as, as you mentioned, 
They get to the room. They lock themselves into the bathroom. She opens the window so that the son can get out and he gets out and he runs off into a maze. But before then, uh, take it from here, Jason. Yeah, so an iconic scene where he just gets an axe and tries to break into the bathroom and he's just like, here's Johnny, right? If you guys don't know where, if you guys have heard that phrase but don't know where it's from, it's from this movie. Yeah, well, I think he was also parodying uh, the Johnny Carson show. Like saying, That's here's right. Johnny. Yeah, obviously because yeah. the name's Jack Torrance. Yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. another, another late night show host. So yeah, yeah. You guys don't know who Johnny Carson is. He was before yeah. Jay Leno, who was before, um, gosh, what's his name now? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So the little boy ends up ex- escaping, going to, through the labyrinth where... We have seen this before, and they're like, hey, don't go in here, because you could probably get lost be- prior to the whole snow storm and everything and people being there. Um, obviously, if you're going through a maze with snow, there's going to be footprints. So Jack Torrance is chasing the little boy, getting ready to chop him up with an axe. Little boy is a lot smarter than we think. Realizes that he's chasing him because the footprints are being shown. So he backtracks his steps and ends up fooling this this entity that has taken over his stepdad, essentially. Mm-hmm. And is able to escape him because he was being his little smart boy and erased his footsteps. And, yeah, and he, hides behind, he hides behind a light fixture um, in one of the bushes, right? Yep. yep. Man, I gotta watch that movie again, dude. It's so good. And so Jack looks (laughs) around. He can't find the footsteps, but he just keeps going further into the labyrinth. And sure enough, I mean, it is freezing cold out there. So Jack freezes to death. You see him the next morning, frozen to death, um, with with the with an axe in his hand, ready to kill. And the fan, I mean, the mom and son, you know, get on a snowmobile and get home. But that film. My God, is it well made? I just I think about it. I'm like so that's well such a good. It's just a good movie. And to f- the fact that it's a horror movie, of course it was going to be our number one. I will say this, or I will ask you this: Have you seen Doctor Sleep? I have not. I still need to watch oh. Doctor Sleep. I know. I know. So, it is. It is the. It is the sequel of sorts, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, it's an older version of the Danny. little boy yeah. of Danny, played by none other than Ewan boy, McGregor. Ewan McGregor, aka Obi Wan Kenobi. And honestly, man, this movie wasn't scary at all. Really, he was just yeah, not at all, man. But very entertaining still, and it kind of like tied in. I won't say loose ends, but like it just paid back a lot of homage to the shining and that's why i think i loved it so much i'm gonna and have to watch you, it and you just see like because you want to see like all right what was what has danny been up to and you also run into uh the the old caretaker of the hotel the one that showed him the one that told him like hey you have something called the shining wait didn't he die in the shining um i don't know if he did but again 
Danny he could still can see, see him the even dead if, people. Yeah. That's true. And the whole premise of this, the next film is he finds someone else that has the shining as well. Maybe more, maybe even more powerful, powerful than Danny. Oh, okay. So, and these entities are trying to go after that kid. So like, it's okay. very, yeah, it's, it's very good, dude. It's not scary at all, but it's really good. I, I, trust me. I was very surprised because I was like, oh no. It's definitely not The Shining, okay. but it's still very good. Okay, I'll have to check it out then. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Now we both have to read the book. Oh, man. <laughs> True. All right, I'm going to get into my honorable mentions. Uh, the original Frankenstein film from, I think, great. 1930s. Really good. Boris Karloff did a great job as the monster. Uh, it's got the famous line, It's alive! It's alive, of course. Oh, that's where it's from. Okay. Yeah, it's from the original Frankenstein. Uh, great film. Night of the Living Dead, the original, is great. The Thing, The Conjuring, Jaws, and Seven were my uh, honorable mentions. What What's about you? in the box? What's my, in the box? My honorable mentions are going to be Little Shop of Horrors, Coco, Halloween Town 2, Paranormal Activity, Jeepers Creepers, the Gremlins, both one and two. Nice. And Dr. Sleep. <laughs> nice. Those are good. Those are good. So check out some of those films, guys. I'm going to rename our top 10. Uh, number 10, Scary Movie 1 and 2. Uh, 9 is The Exorcist. 8, Beetlejuice. 7, Insidious. 6, The Sixth Sense. Not on purpose. No pun intended. <laughs> I just noticed that. Number five, Shaun of the Dead. Four, Silence of the Lambs. Three, Zombieland. Two, It, both versions, the 1990 and the 2017. And number one is Stephen King's The Shining, directed by Stanley Kubrick. All right, that's going to be it for us. That was our final cheers for fears. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this uh, month's celebration with us. Now, next week, we might be coming to you guys a little bit late because Halloween is right around the corner. So we will not be recording. Usually we record on Mondays. Not going to be recording that day. If we record early, we'll let you know. Out for trick-or-treating. Are you guys yeah. going trick-or-treating? Yes, absolutely. I might Hell be yeah, passing out candy uh, while they go trick-or-treat. Oh, yeah, my friend. But yeah. What's your costume this year? I don't You know I what? Don't you have you one. tell me about it later. I don't have one. Oh. Yeah, it's sadly, right. enough, I don't have one either this yeah. year. This year, we, you know, we didn't buy any costumes. We just got Katya hers. She knew what she wanted, like back in July. What is she? Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah, and I we found that. we found the costume for the that. sister, and she was like, "No, I want Shang Chi." Hell like, yeah! All right, dude. cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Shang Chi was the shit. Shang Chi wow, was the that's shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I was that. like. I'm not going to have him guess. He won't get, the, get this one. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. All right, guys. But that's it for us. Have a wonderful Halloween. We hope you guys enjoyed our show. Uh, shout outs from me. Shout out to Gabby for being on the episode. Shout out to my mom for always being an amazing listener and uh, giving us little tidbits here and there. Like, oh, I liked when you did this. That was so funny. This or that. I appreciate mm-hmm. all of you guys. Jason, who are your shout outs? 
Uh, got a shout out, Jamie. Love you. Uh, shout out to all the uh, trick or treaters out there. Shout out to all the people that dress up for Halloween and uh, make the kids' experience that much better. Absolutely. Shout out to those people that over decorate their house for Halloween. Hell yeah, dude. There's yeah. one down this down the block for me, dude. It looks like a haunted um what what are those called where you put the tents in a circus? The circus tents? Oh, there we go. Yeah, there it go. looks like a haunted circus tent, dude. Oh. They've been working on that shit for like a month. It's not even done yet. Like they're still doing stuff to it. Dang. Like literally every weekend they're like working more and more on it. Like at first we're like, okay, why is there pellets? Like, you know, when you put like boxes and stuff on a pellet and the fourth yeah, yeah, picks it up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, why is there pellets all around the house? Like, are they renewing stuff? And they're like, and then every single weekend, like there's just more and more stuff added to it. And you're like, oh, it's a haunted house. It looks like we're going there for Halloween. That's so shout out dope. to all those people, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dude. You guys make Halloween amazing because that's what people like to see when they go around. Dude. Did you see that one person? They had to take it down, but they're reenacting uh, Stranger Things, especially the the Max scene where she gets lifted up. Oh yeah, how did they do that? Someone reenacted that and just has just a, a doll figure, not a doll figure, or just a puppet figure, like just up in the air, and it looks like it's literally floating when she's getting sucked up by the demon. I don't know how they did that, but do like people. The neighbors were freaking out about it because, like, it just looked very humanized. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they had to. They had they they complained to the county, and they had to take it down. Unfortunately, lame, lame, so oh, whack, dude. Right? It's like, come on, these guys are Halloween lovers, bro. Let them do that. Like, you would know exactly where that's from. Like, although that is on. pretty scary. I'm like, how did it you is do scary. That? Imagine how just driving that? by that. Like, yeah, exactly. But if you see that every day in your neighborhood, like. What's the what's the big deal, dude? Like they love Halloween. Just let them do it. True. You know these neighbors. Ugh. All right. But shout but that's out, but shout be out to it. all the Halloween lovers. Yeah, that's gonna be it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week for Revenge of the Pod.